there, fellow Star Wars nerds, and welcome to Unlimited Content, the podcast where two brothers talk about all of Star Wars film and TV in chronological order on the internet as an excuse to hang out more. We're your hosts, Sam and Jack, and this week we're talking about The Clone Wars Season 3, Episode 3, Supply Lines. Sam, what color socks are you wearing? I'm not wearing socks. It's summer, I don't wear socks. So invi- invisible. Invisible. Oh, okay. The, invisible socks. Yes. socks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I My don't... socks are gray. Yeah. Should I be wearing socks? No, I'm, I just figured it'd be more interesting to ask that than to start the episode the way we always do, which is to ask, how are you? <laughs> so uh, I decided to open with something out of left field. <laughs> that, was, that was very out of left field. So I, I asked when you started doing socks. Like socks, I thought like it was going to be like a Star Wars version of like the Hank Green Awesome Sock Club or something. Like, like That's like one of the directions <laughs> you were going. It was like, oh, oh that's, a good, that's, a, that's a good idea, though. Write that down. Yeah, yeah. I'll, get, I'll get a sponsor for us for next time. Um, yeah. Yes. But how are you? <laughs> I'm well. How are you? I'm doing good. Doing good. It's been uh, two weeks since the last time we, we recorded because I was out of town last week for uh, for Max's graduation. Max! Which is great. Got to go to Seattle. Yeah, Max. He's probably listening to this, maybe. Probably, maybe. More likely than Grace. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> How many times are we just gonna <laughs> gonna sass Gracie on this podcast for no reason? Until she leaves us a voicemail proving that she has uh, been listening to the podcast, and then we have to just have her on at that point. All right, Gracie, yeah. you've been called out. Yeah, the gauntlet has been tossed. It has been thrown down. Yes. Yeah. That's it. That's that's the entire thing. So call me, please. so max graduated that's fun i wish i could have been there but i had work commitments and things june is my busiest month of the year for work and uh yeah max has the nerve to go to school that graduates in june because in my brain i was like oh like i like may is super open i'll definitely be able to go to seattle for max's graduation in may but no he graduated mid-june because yeah i think i I think they used like trimesters oh, yeah trimesters of, quarters something yeah yeah it's it's different than the usual is the point yeah it is an unorthodox as I opposed think to i like, graduated in june like early june no 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 you graduated uh like towards the end of may i remember okay. because my wife and i started dating our first my first date with sarah was the week before your graduation and my first date with Sarah was like May 15th. Yeah, okay. It was like That's in the middle cool. of the week I, and then your, gradu- would... your graduation was like that weekend. Okay. I didn't know it was that that recent. Like Yeah, well I mean we had been like seeing each other for like a month at that point but like at first uh-huh. like like we just been like ta- like hanging out like late at night just getting to know each other and like cuz we'd been friends for a while but like this mm-hmm. is becoming the how did Sam meet his wife for Whatever. We know each other for two years, and we just realized <laughs> right before I was about to move from Kansas City to Dallas that we liked each other, and we just started talking nonstop for about a month. We just, like, any chance we got, we would hang out with each other, and our first formal date was uh, May 15th. So Okay. And then, like, a week after that, you came to Austin for my graduation. Yes. And you told me... I remember how you told me that you had a girlfriend. You were like, oh, we were like in the car together. And you're like, oh, by the way, my girlfriend says congrats on graduating. And I was like, cool. I was like, wait. <laughs> what? And now yeah. she's fine. That, that's neat. Wife. I didn't know that was. Yeah. I'm, I'm learning all sorts of things. So you, 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 
you two knew each other for you said two years mm-hmm. before yeah, we've been friends for two years wow. and then i was getting ready to leave and we like both said like hey we like each other in better terms than that but that's <laughs> basically what happened yeah so uh-huh. ding. well neat the yep, more you that's know that. the more you know this has been our, our new recurring segment sam's love life a history yeah my love life <laughs> with uh my wife of three and a half years so here we are. It never stops. Good. Well, we do have a sponsor this week. <laughs> what? No way. <laughs> yes. I don't believe it. Yeah. Who who would yes. sponsor us, Jack? Who who is has deigned their 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 uh, uh what am I saying? I don't know. Who are we so lucky as to have as a sponsor this week? <laughs> uh this week our episode is sponsored by therapy. Get therapy, everyone. It's good. If you can afford therapy, you should get it. <laughs> It's like not even like a Star Wars thing. It's just like go to therapy. <laughs> no, at a certain point, I was like, I'm only going to be able to come up with so many Star Wars related pun fake businesses, and so I was like, what? What would? What else would be like fun and interesting? <laughs> so I was yeah, just like, the concept gonna, of therapy is sponsored. Yeah, we're, we're gonna. Yes, we're, we're going to be sponsored by Abstract Concepts sometimes from <laughs> now on. When I can't come up with anything else. So thank you, therapy. Thank you, therapy. Making my life better. Yeah. <laughs> and sponsoring this episode. Thank yep. you, therapy. Therapy, come back into my Go life. Go to therapy.com nice. slash therapy slash unlimited content to get 80% off your first order of, of the concept of therapy. of therapy. Of the concept of therapy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I miss my therapist. Mm. Oops. I don't know. <laughs> so I had been seeing a therapist for a while and but he it was like at through like the university like community mental health center that he was studying at while he was like I was like the guy he was using to get hours or one of the guys he was using to get hours and so he graduated but isn't licensed yet so I'm like waiting for him to like be licensed so I can like go back yeah, yeah. to him but yeah well I'm 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 very lucky in that I have a a job with with benefits that provides well for uh for insurance purposes, health insurance, and I can get therapy for pretty cheap. And yeah, I do not have that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rip. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm I'm enjoying therapy. Well, <laughs> as much as one can enjoy is not the necessarily the right word all the time for therapy. Yeah. Like sometimes I enjoy it, and other times it's like, man, this is hard, but in a good way. Yes. You know, like like I, I've had like a, like maybe three or four therapists in my mm-hmm. life thus far, and this is the first one where I've had like. You know, I feel like at different stages of my life, I have had therapy for different reasons. Like, mm-hmm. I've had therapy for just, like, I need somebody to talk to so that I can get through college without collapsing and failing. And, you know, Important. or I need I need to uh, have somebody to talk to to work through, like, what I'm going through in life at this very moment. Because I'm, like, you know, just trying to get through things. Yeah. And now I'm at a point where I am, like, I have stability for the first time in, in some ways that I've never had before. And... I'm able to just like go and work on things and work more on like the kind of the fundamental, like get to the root of things rather than just trying to, you know, treating the, the, the root instead of the symptoms, you know, that kind of thing. Yes. So that, that which deep is work. the deep work. Yes. Therapy. Yeah. Which has been great, but it's also, again, it's hard. It's hard sometimes. Definitely. Um, but it's, it's been really good. And I'm, I'm, I've made a lot of, I feel like I've made a lot of personal progress the last like, I don't know how maybe six months, eight months that I've been seeing this therapist. So good, it's going well. That's yeah. great. Anyway, happy for you. Yeah, that, you see, that was you seem to be doing well. 
Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. This is this has been the first installment of our new recurring segment. Jack talks about his therapy. <laughs> <laughs> Every time we do a new thing, it's going to be a recurring bit, and then it'll yeah. never come back again. Yeah, actually, the, the recurring bit is that we don't have recurring bits. <laughs> yeah. We've got recurring bits. It's just when we call attention to them, they're not actually bits. They're just a one-off joke. Indeed. All right. Well, uh, Sam, what, what have you been up to in the past couple weeks? Uh, it's been a bit. I know you've been busy, but uh, I've been very busy. it was Father's Day yesterday. I believe, it right? was Father's Day so, yesterday. Happy Father's Day. Thank you. Um, how, how was your Father's Day? It was good. Uh, I was out of town for most of it. I got home at like 3 from uh a work trip um it was a youth group thing i'm a youth i work in i'm a youth minister and i brought my youth group to a a thing for the weekend and mm-hmm. didn't realize when i scheduled it that it was on father's day was the day it would be getting home so stonks but i uh one of my chaperones remembered that it was father's day and got me a whataburger gift card and that made me smile largely oh yay it warmed my heart yeah. Do they have Whataburger up in Kansas City? Yeah, thanks to Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Right. I Pat- remember you telling yeah, me about this. Patrick Mahomes uh, grew up in Tyler, Texas, quarterback for the Texas Tech Raiders, and now is worth half a billion dollars and owns every single Whataburger uh, franchise in the Kansas City metropolitan area, of which there's like a dozen now. When I first got to Kansas City, there were zero. Now there are a dozen. I'm very wow. happy. Wow. That was... That's fast. It is fast. It is fast. I mean, I've been in Kansas City. I've been in Kansas City longer than Patrick Mahomes has. So, that's impressive. You know, there are there are better things to spend your half a million half a billion dollars on, but there are also worse things to spend your half a billion dollars on than than getting Whataburger to more places. I don't know. I can think of that. Like of all the like not life or death things to spend your money on, I can think of few better things. (laughs) <laughs> spend your money on and bring yeah, a Whataburger to a place that doesn't have Whataburger. But yeah, so uh, I got that from one of my chaperones. Uh, my wife and my in-laws kind of went in together and got me a weed whacker, which is the thing we needed. So I haven't used it yet, but I'm excited to use it. It's a very it's, dad gift. It's a very dad gift. So I got a weed whacker. Um, and Sarah also got me a wolf pack of a Shiner IPA that I've never had before, and it's delicious. Uh-huh. I'm drinking it right now. Cool. Mm. Were you there when we went to uh, the Shiner, no. uh, like, brewery? Yeah, that was, that was, if it was a few years back, uh, me and the parents, and I think Max and Gracie all went to, we, yeah. we, we like, went on a day trip somewhere and, and yeah. went to I the Shiner was... brewery, which, it was cool, but also I don't drink, so it was like, you yeah. know what, it's neat. It, it's, really, my, my takeaway from that experience was every time I see somebody drinking a Shiner, I'm like, oh, I've been there. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. <laughs> yeah see the the brewery experience yeah. works um but yeah. yeah so i got that's those kind of like all my like big things for father's day but i did get a star wars thing from marion for marion from, from marion can i show you uh, i mean yeah show me yeah show i'm gonna show me you, you right now and i'll, I'll describe it <laughs> oh it's good. okay yeah. viewers what what i'm seeing right now is a what looks like a like a coloring book drawing uh that has been partly colored in with, I assume, crayon. It yes. says, best dad in the galaxy. And it's got a, a picture of a, a nondescript Jedi. I think it's supposed to be Anakin <laughs> holding Luke and Leia. I think, 
Yeah, I think it's supposed to be Annie Luke and Leia. And it says best dad in the galaxy on it. And at the bottom it says I love you. And it's adorable. It is adorable. And Marion scribbled all over it. And it made me smile. I'm going to frame it and put it in my office. Or Excellent. over my desk here. I haven't decided which one. Probably here because she likes to point out. We have one other piece of artwork that she made. Like a watercolor that she just like scribbled with watercolors because she's two. That's what mm-hmm. she does. Uh-huh. Um, and we have it framed. And she, every once in a while she's pointing at like, like, look, Daddy, and it's just she's just pointing at her art because she's very proud of herself, which she should be. <laughs> it's me. I yeah, did that. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, good job. It's really good. We love it. Yes. That's why we framed it. Excellent. And then she grins, and yeah, so yay, I love it. Nice. Yeah, you know, I gotta say uh, that that gift is great, but also the whole like best dad in the galaxy thing, and then putting that next to Anakin Skywalker, like <laughs> I'm a little like, wow, the bar is really low. I think. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, like, I think it was my first Christmas. It was like the Christmas either right before Marion was born or Marion's first Christmas. Grace got me a mug with Darth Vader on it, and it said uh, "Father of the Year" on it. So, like, so it's my second <laughs> Anakin Skywalker Darth Vader best dad ever thing yeah. that I have. I mean, I don't think there's any other pop culture reference that's turned into more father's day gifts than darth vader for sure to be fair for sure <laughs> which like yeah yeah anyway. that's cool yeah i love I'm it i'm glad you got you got to celebrate a little bit a little bit to, yeah and then appreciated yeah and then i'm off today and tomorrow so i've been hanging out with marion all day and we had like a she was wired like wired wired and like we just mm-hmm. sarah was exhausted and i was exhausted i just needed to like burn off all of her energy so we made a blanket for it in her room and then I, I just laid down in the blanket for it, and she would, like, play peekaboo, and I would grab her and just tickle her until she collapsed. And then she would run away. And then we do, we did that on repeat for about an hour and a half. And then she cracked. <laughs> and now she's passed out in bed, so it worked. Yeah. Yeah, but I was just, uh, it was it was either playing peekaboo with her little, like, she's got this, like, little, little three-inch mini Mouse action figure that she's had for, like, two weeks, mm-hmm. and is already rubbing the paint off because she carries it around everywhere and, like, comes, like, <laughs> the bath. Or she'll just, like, bang it on walls because she wants, like, look, Minnie's climbing. <laughs> She's just, like, smacking it on the wall. And, like, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I get that. The the whole, like, do, do you ever do the thing where, like, when you get a new thing that you're excited about, like, like something you bought or, like, a, like a book or oh, something, yeah. and you're like, I just want to have this with me because it's a new, exciting thing, <laughs> yeah. you know? If I get, like, a new T-shirt that I'm, like, really excited about, I will, like, do more loads of laundry than I need to so I can wear the t-shirt more often. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's it's the, the newness. It's the excitement of it. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Like, th- there are so many times when I've bought books and then, like, like I'm, I'm excited about this book and I'll, like, have it with me in my backpack every day when yes, I go to work. And, lug it around with you because it, but it I, exists. Yeah, and not <laughs> even necessarily read it. <laughs> I mean, that's a whole other conversation about how I collect media. I accrue things and then don't consume them yeah but when i, when I had disposable you know. income i did that what would i had <laughs> sarah and i had to stop going to half price books because we just buy books put them on our bookshelf and like man these are great books we haven't read them but they're great books like look at them on our yeah, shelf no. these <laughs> are awesome I, yeah i get really that. Proud that i, I have that. like this whole set yeah. of books that i like found piecemeal one at a time from half price mm-hmm. books and then but like i've read like a quarter of them <laughs> yeah no yeah same same uh, I, I was thinking about like why I like buying media so much specifically like like most of my like disposable income that I, I spend on like 
stuff that I want to do, I spend on games and books and like Blu-rays and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think like that's largely because you get it's it's like buying both a thing and an experience. Ooh, you know, it's yeah. like you have you know it's like you, know, you can buy something that's like just an object, like you know a, a piece of art or something, or a I don't know a banana. <laughs> and you know you've you've bought a banana before probably i have have. (laughs) um uh and it's like it's it's there and you have it but it like doesn't do anything you know right Right. or you can like pay for like concert tickets or like you know travel or something and it's like you go and do a thing and you have the experience but then there's nothing to like once it's done it's done it's gone you know yeah and so but when you're buying like a book or a movie or something it's like you have something to put on your shelf but it's also an experience that you can have and you can have repeatedly yeah. and it's i don't know there's something something about that that like for sure it yeah yeah that's why i like concert posters i'll get a poster whenever i go to a concert yeah um mm-hmm. never had, had the option to get them signed um i only have like a like one or two but like my favorite one and i don't know where it is i think it's like in the closet somewhere because i need to get it framed but it's a foo fighters it's like when i went and saw the foo fighters which the foo fighters mm. is my favorite band of all time and it's a really cool looking poster it's like a japanese samurai kabuki looking thing and it's like mm-hmm. a but like a foo fighters poster so mm. that's rad yeah it's yeah super cool. i'm interested to, to hear uh once you get the chance to listen to it to hear what your your thoughts are on the new album that just came out yeah yeah i have yeah. not like it yeah i like didn't know they were releasing a new album until like it was out like and like by the time it was out it was like it released like june 2nd and again june is the busiest like month of the year for me for work yeah. so like mm-hmm. i hadn't had time to think or breathe and whenever like there's yeah. like a, my whenever like one of my favorite bands releases like a new album i like to like lock myself in a room headphones on listen to it cover to cover just to experience it as like a thing and then yeah yeah and then i'll like circle back to like my favorite songs like throughout the next week but yeah yeah Totally. Yeah. So I, I, I'm waiting for the opportunity to be able to do that. So mm-hmm. I, cool. I'm excited about that. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I went to a. I told you I went to that Coheed and Cambria concert yeah. recently. Yeah. Uh, How was that? It's my favorite band. Uh, it was good. I don't I don't remember if we talked about it on the podcast or not. We have not. But uh, okay. Well, in short, um, I this is, this is one of those things that I was like, I'm not sure I'm actually going to enjoy the experience, but I wanted to try because mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I, I'm this year I've tried to kind of do more to stretch myself and try new things. And, Love that. Um, I'm not, I, I'm, I'm an introvert and I'm, I tend to be socially anxious and I don't like being on my feet for long periods of time. So the idea of going to a crowded outdoor, super loud rock concert was not <laughs> super appealing yeah. to me, but this is my favorite band and I wanted to hear them live at least once. And so, uh, so I went and I'm glad I did, but it, it, it did cement for me how much like this kind of experience is not really my thing. I like live music, but I don't like the, like the sort of claustrophobic, like super crowded standing room only, you know, it's, it's, it's overwhelming and stressful, tiring, but that being said, the music was amazing, and they're amazing live. Yeah, they they did a great job. Um, but yeah, so uh, I I was hoping to get I wanted to get like a souvenir from it mm-hmm. while I was there, and I was hoping to get a poster. Um, but the like 
so so they what the, what Coheed will do oftentimes is they'll have like they don't have a tour poster but they have like a they'll sometimes have specific posters for specific stops on the tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's, that's what my so favorite one is. One, yeah, yeah, cool, cool. Yeah, um, yeah. Th- so there, there was one that I saw from one of their one like a, a tour that they did a year or two ago mm-hmm. that was like uh, their. I think they they did it in did a uh, performance in New Jersey, and cool. the poster for it was like a giant robot, like <laughs> uh, walking through new jersey or through a cityscape or something mm-hmm. and it looked super cool i was like i want that poster but like you know it was, it was a one-time thing yeah. so i was hoping that whatever that they would have a poster for austin and that it would be good and it was good it's just not like my art style mm-hmm. like it, it it i didn't like it enough to want to buy it and put it on my wall i was Fair. like i thought about it but like you know i i would be buying it for the memory of the experience and not necessarily for the because i like the way it looks yeah <laughs> you know um, so instead, I bought uh, the I bought a vinyl of the the record that they performed, nice. the album they performed. So, yeah, um, they uh, so what this tour was. Uh, so Coheed usually the, a lot of the tours that they do they call Never Ender tours, which basically means that they go and they'll perform one of their albums in its entirety. Mm. Um, and so I love one of their half albums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, they've they've done that a lot. So they they performed their uh, fourth album, No World for Tomorrow, um, which is a great album. And, is that the one that was uh, on Guitar Hero? The, uh, the 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 one song that I know by Coheed that was on Guitar Hero. And that that's their their most well known song. Yeah. Yeah. Um. No, that that is <laughs> okay. That is from their third album. But it is the album where the album art is a giant Roman numeral four. Yes, yeah, so that's I what I would... assumed. I was like, I thought that was four. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, so the it, it they actually they do kind of a weird Star Wars thing where like I was about to say, their like, first out very very much yeah. a Star Wars like, it's an out of order like, kind of thing of order like, numbered yeah yeah their their first album is like the second chronologically narratively in because like all, all of their albums except for one are part of a like they tell a big kind of epic sci fi space opera story um, cool. and it's very weird and <laughs> delightfully. Yeah ridiculous um but uh we love we love our prog rock yeah. space operas love it love yes, it love it yes um is that, i think our first yeah, concert was, both together was rush which is like yes. quintessential yeah. like the the archetype of prog rock their dad is oh definitely a yeah, huge yeah. rush head yes definitely I, I think that like like when i was younger i definitely wouldn't have thought of like coheed and cambria as being a kind of band that i would get really into but yeah. like in retrospect like after I got really into Coheed, I was like, well, I guess it does kind of make sense that I got into this prog rock band after growing up listening to Rush so much. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Um, yeah, moving pictures played on repeat yeah. at our house. Yes, uh, moving pictures is so good. It's a very good album. Yeah. Also, it was the first. Rock, it. it was the first <laughs> the rock album art. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's super cool. It was the first rock and roll album that I ever like listened to. Listened to. Like, did I ever mm-hmm. tell you the story like, of how actively. dad in, how dad introduced me to uh, Rush? I don't think so, no. Okay, it's... <laughs> uh, Dad, I hope I don't embarrass you with this story. But it was awkward for me, <laughs> and it's going to be awkward for everyone now. So we were on our way to... Excellent. So we were, I was in, like, fourth grade. I was, like, in Cub Scouts. On our way to a Weebelows uh, camp out. And we were in Dad's Nissan pickup. And mm-hmm. we were pulling out of the driveway, and we started heading, just the two of us, to a camp out. And he gives me the talk. Like, 
like uh-huh. the talk, like the sex talk. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. and I'm like, this is not where I thought this was no, going. No, no. Okay. And, and I was like, didn't know. Like, I just, I did not expect that. And I think dad was uncomfortable as well giving the talk. Uh, just because mm. it's not the comfortable thing to talk about. Yeah. Like if, and you, you would have been the first that he'd, he'd given it to. Yeah, so I was like, too, this so. is... It's a first was, for both of us. Yeah, so a first for both of us, is I was the guinea pig. <laughs> and then it was just like silent for like five minutes. And then uh-huh. Dad's like, you like you like, like rock and roll guitars, right? Like, yeah. And that was like the first thing that he did to like break the silence. It's like, you like, <laughs> you like sports cars? Y- yeah. And he put on Red Barchetta. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Yeah, so that's incredible. Uh, forever Rush is a very like <laughs> just like associated with it's like a formative a, a band very for you. Formative, deep memory. <laughs> like don't that know, is fascinating. Not sure wow. if it's a good memory or a bad memory, but it's a funny memory. That's for sure. I <laughs> laugh know, at it now. I didn't laugh memory. at it then. We'll say that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, it was uh, definitely uh, formative. I don't know <laughs> if it was a good formative or bad formative, but definitely formative. <laughs> <laughs> Red, Red Barchetta had a good song though. Not, not a bad song. song very good song. Rush very good song. With. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And uh but like Tom Sawyer has been my uh ringtone on my phone since like high school. Or, like no, since I got oh, an iPhone. Yeah, yeah. Since I got an iPhone, Tom Sawyer's been my because like my first smartphone was an iPhone. And then I like bought I like bought the uh because my, my ringtone is the it's a great ringtone. Yeah. For all the times that I don't have my phone on silent. <laughs> all 2% of the time. All 2% of the time, like when my Apple Watch dies and I don't want to have my phone in my pocket. Yeah. That's when my phone's not on silent. Yeah. I, w- I will occasionally have my phone off silent, like at home when I'm yeah. like, it's like, if I'm expecting a call or something, but for yeah. the most part. That's like, basically it. Yeah. No, I, I just, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Rock. Rock. And roll. Rock, rock. Rock and also roll. And also yeah. roll fun well anyway (laughs) this has been the first installment of our segment sam and jack talk about rock and also formative experiences from our lives yeah and sex or something i don't know (laughs) cool all right yeah (laughs) jack what have you been reading watching etc what have you been doing uh Let's see. Well, so one thing I want to talk about is I want to talk a little bit about the Seattle trip because Ooh. there there are some Star Wars relevant things that happened. <gasps> no so, way. Um, yeah, so we went uh, for a few days um, and we went for the graduation and then spent a couple days just like as kind of a, a mini family vacation, just going around doing things and yeah. mostly within the like two square miles around the Space Needle because that's, that's near where our hotel was and the graduation ceremony was there yeah. and it's like, right, it's like right it's like right in the heart of downtown isn't it it's it's pretty close by yeah. yeah yeah um but yeah uh so yeah went to the space needle on the first day that was amazing that was not something that i expected to like it's one of those things where like yeah like i'm going to seattle i should probably see the space needle you know yeah. just, just say that i've done it but like i wasn't sure if it was going to be something that like if it was just going to feel like touristy mm-hmm. and like something overhyped but I got up there and we were, it was like a mostly clear sky and it was near sunset when we got up there and it was, it's gorgeous. It's such a cool experience. It's an amazing view. Yeah. I've never, Um, I've never been so lucky to be in Seattle, but I've been to Portland and I imagine it's like similar mm -hmm. kind of pretty up there. Yeah. 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 
you can see yeah mountains in the distance and uh, you yeah. can see the Puget Sound and the Ooh. the uh, when the sun was going down you could see the like the the orange and the pinks of the sunset like on the the skyscrapers of downtown and I it's love that. you know it's gorgeous and it, and it's a 360 degree view you can you know go all the way around is that there's actually two levels there's the top level um, where it's like you know just walls of glass all uh-huh. around you um, and then there's the floor below, which is a rotating room, that it, it's slow. The floor slowly rotates. Nice. I think it takes something, something like forty-seven minutes to, to do a full rotation. Um, and also, the floor is glass, so you can look below you and see so cool. what's what's below and around you, which is super cool. And uh, while I was at the the Space Needle, I got uh, a couple souvenirs. I got a, a sticker for my suitcase because I have started like just getting stickers from from places that i go and putting them in my suitcase because it's Love fun that. um and i also got a coaster i'm not usually a coaster guy i don't like have much of a need for it but i got this one because it was super cool mm-hmm. because it is it's like a like the top layer of it is like like transparent and then below that is uh basically an illustrated version of the view from below the uh space needle Ooh. so like if you're looking down through the glass, this is what you see. So it's it was a really cool. That's concept. really clever. I like that. I like so, that. Yeah. Nice. That was cool. Anyway, yeah. So that was the, that was the Space Needle. Which nice. Was cool. Um, but th- the main thing I want to talk about is uh, on our last day, we went uh, to uh, the Museum of Popular Culture Ooh. in Seattle, um, which. Uh, first of all, the building is gorgeous. It's okay. like it's I think designed by Frank Gehry. I think that's that's who did it. It's, it's the same person who designed uh, Walt Disney Concert Hall in Los Angeles. Oh, I've you know seen that. pictures so like, of that. That's super cool. So I imagine this is awesome. Yeah, so it's a similar look to it. It's like a big sort of undulating metal thing, yep. you know, um, sort of abstract looking. and and But it's like it's the color of the metal is like iridescent. So depending on like the time of day and what angle you're looking at, it, it's like the colors shift. It's, that's it's really pretty. Um, but yeah, uh, Museum of Popular Culture, also known as Mopop. Um, super cool, super cool museum with just lots of like, it's mostly a museum of artifacts from various like movies and TV shows and things, uh, which is cool. Nice. Um, they have a, an area that's the, uh, the science fiction and fantasy hall of fame where they like highlight various people who have been influential in science fiction and fantasy. So authors and filmmakers and uh, artists, things like that, um, nice. as well as like important like franchises and stories and characters and stuff. So like, Wonder Woman is is recognized in there. Oh, and the, uh, I looked at there's a couple video games. There's the only <laughs> the two video game franchises that are represented uh, here so far are Legend of Zelda and Mist, which I feel like is appropriate. It's appropriate. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've never played Mist, but I know that it is very important to the history of video games, and yes. it's like like. It's been remade so many times and like been re-released so many times and like yeah. I just know that it's. Just I have like... bought Mist like four times and never <laughs> played it. Are you kidding me? I've I've started it many times. It's just it's one of those things where like so, so the first time I bought it, I I bought it on for iPod Touch, which no was way. like not the ideal way to play it. So I like I like tried and I was like this is this is not a pleasant experience to be playing on this tiny screen it, and isn't it like a, to click it's on like, things. It's like a it's like a point and click adventure kind of thing. Yes. Because, yeah, it's it's a point and click adventure. Yeah. yeah. So when 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 I first heard of Mist, the only other point and click adventure game I'd ever heard of 
was mm-hmm. Pajama Sam. And so it's just like, <laughs> is this like Pajama Sam for grownups? It's like, all <laughs> you know, they should put, they should, next time they release it, they should put that in the back of the box. It's <laughs> Pajama Sam for grownups. Yeah, Missed Pajama Sam edition. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, but it, it's, uh, I could go on a, a whole long tangent about Mist, but I won't to save time because, geez. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I bought, so I bought Mist on <laughs> iPod Touch. That didn't work out. I uh, got a copy of it uh, on PC uh, from, like, a half price books. Uh-huh. Um, but, like, it, it was just, I, <laughs> it didn't run very well. It was hard to get running on the PC that I, I had at the time, and, like, it was just, the also the disk drive I was using was very loud, so it was like this is not this is not pleasant to this is not a pleasant experience. Oh gosh, yeah. Um, and so then, uh, then I bought the most recent version, which is supposed to be like basically the best edition of it. It's uh, they they remade it from the ground up, and I, I think either Unity or Unreal Engine, and it's it's very nice looking, and it's in VR. Um, and so I have it on my Oculus Quest, and I started it, and I realized after having gotten it that like mist is the kind of game that you want to be able to like take notes for which makes playing it in vr kind of inconvenient where it's like i I don't want to have to like take off my headset every two minutes to take notes and you know it's like yeah so it's like okay am i am i gonna buy this one more time to buy the most recent version but on pc instead of on quest so i can just play it on my desktop is what i'm thinking i'm probably gonna do but i'm i'm just like it's never ending. I'm just gonna I'm gonna end up buying this game 18 times and never play it, and I'm gonna die, and that's it. Oh, oh no, <laughs> Jack! No, <laughs> I'm gonna die and never having having played Mist. So this Man. has been the first installment of a recurring segment. <laughs> Jack laments the the passage of life. <laughs> Jack confronts his own mortality. Yes, <laughs> that's that's the new subtitle for our podcast. Uh, Anyway, so um, <laughs> Museum of Pop Popular Culture, very cool. Um, there were a few Star Wars things there. Uh, first thing I saw is in the uh, Science Fiction Fantasy Hall of Fame area. Um, there was a little display case uh, talking about George Lucas, and uh-huh. the usually when they ha- they talk about a certain person, there's a display case next to it with like a a prop or a piece of memorabilia or some important artifact relating to them or something they've done. Yeah. And in this case, it was. Luke's lightsaber from Empire Strikes Back and the prosthetic hand that they used for like, no cutting his hand off. <laughs> so it was like, it's it's super cool. Uh, yeah, you, you, you see like you sent me the picture of it like when you were there, and like I knew immediately mm-hmm. what it was. Like yes, yeah, it's just <laughs> like I needed no context. And, like I saw, I saw a lightsaber that I knew wasn't Darth Vader's, and I saw a most of a prosthetic hand. I was like, this <laughs> yeah. is Empire Strikes Back. Jack is seeing Empire Strikes Back right now. <laughs> yeah, it was it was super cool to see, like, like the light. I mean, so there, there were probably more than one, like, prop yeah. lightsaber they yeah. used on Empire. But, like, still, it's it's presumably a screen-used lightsaber. So, oh, like, yeah. an, like, Luke's actual lightsaber, which is super rad. And also, I you know, it's it's in a pretty small case, so you can get pretty close up to it and, like, mm-hmm. look at it real close. And, um... I don't know if you you knew, uh, but like the the original lightsaber, Luke's lightsaber, was created using uh, a old camera flash called a, yes. a Graflex camera flash, um, and it, that's basically it's, it's basically that, and then they added a bunch of like little 
like knobs and bits and bobs onto it to make it look a little more sci-fi essentially um but when i when i saw it in the museum i, I like looked close up and you can see it just it says graphlex on it there's like like, like you can't see like, it because it's, it's like, too detailed yeah. no they didn't rub it off it's just it's there's etched in there it, it, it the graphlex like logo was on there it's like yeah. oh okay that's cool. hilarious i know i have seen like uh screen grabs of the original trilogy where like it has like the the end cap not like the not the business end of the lightsaber but the other end of the lightsaber you can see mm-hmm. just kind of like around the rim it says made in new york like you can see <laughs> that in the movie excellent so i guarantee you there's a wikipedia article explaining what new york is and what relevance it has to luke's lightsaber <laughs> in like in like a new hope or something oh my god i need i need to look that up i need to find out what is what is what does new york mean in star wars <laughs> um but yeah um that, that reminds, did you know that um in the phantom menace uh the little communicator that uh qui-gon uses that he speaks into is a gillette razor yes it's just a little Gillette razor yeah. that he speaks into. Specifically, I think it's I, like I a, stuff like that. It's like a, it's like a teen girl's like leg shaving training razor. <laughs> because it's like a really wide grip. It's just like yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like yeah. impossible. To I, I love moments like I love things like that where it's like if you look closely enough at something, you're like, oh, that's just like. <laughs> I, I saw that at Target the other day, and they're yeah. just, you know they're just using that as this sci-fi prop. Yeah. That's I, always cool. Yeah, I follow this guy on TikTok. It's uh, twelve dollars Star Wars props, and it's like oh, awesome. he like okay. finds uh, like screen accurate Star Wars things on Amazon that you could buy and just like have like they always have like <laughs> weird like drinking containers or like pictures or things and like mm-hmm. uh, or like the shoes that Mando wears, and he'll just like uh-huh. he's like they are these specific safety boots. That you he bought on Amazon. They're like steel toe boots that you buy on Amazon. They're like from some random like Chinese company that like mm-hmm. like they're like a no like a no name brand kind of boot or something. Or like this is the mm-hmm. picture that like the one weird dude from uh, Andor, the one who's like always trying to track down Andor and like just like yeah yeah gives like creepy incel vibes the entire time. Like, yeah, that I, was, guy. I was gonna say yeah. incel. I was gonna that's yeah. literally what I was about to say. Yeah. I was gonna say the incel red bill guy, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but they have like the bowl and like the pitcher that you, he uses like pour his cereal mm-hmm. because he lives oh, in his excellent. mom's house and he eats cereal and like is obsessed with like <laughs> some like blonde ISB like thing. It's just like this intentionally creepy, but um, yeah, no, it's it's, yeah. it's it's something. Yeah, so uh, that's yes. delightful. I need I need to I need to look at that. I need to see that that. Uh, yeah, I'll see if I can. I'll see if I can track that. Cool. Excellent. Um, Okay, real quick. Other things that I saw that were Star Wars related. Um, there was uh, a uniform from Empire Strikes Back that was like the uh, one of the Rebel uniforms that they wear on Hoth. It was like you know that e- the one that either like Luke or Han wears. I don't know like which nice, one. Nice, like was, the big like, old like that whole kind of thing. Yeah, yeah that that whole thing with uh, the kind of the, the white cap and yeah uh, like the the blaster was there. They also had um, they had some storyboards uh, of the Hoth sequence with the Adats, and they had uh, a model of like some of the like an actual stop motion model that they used for the Adats in that sequence. That's that cool. was cool. That's um, really cool. And then the other coolest thing was I got to get my picture with Greedo. <laughs> There's. There's just like, I mean, it's just a mannequin, like a black mannequin, like torso with the Greedo mask on top and Greedo's hand next to, you know, like, I love so that. it's just, 
it's just Greedo's head and hand, but it's like, I got my picture with him. I was like, yeah. look, it's Greedo. There he is. Did you say McClunky when you took your picture with him? I should have, but no. You should have. Yeah. The most iconic line in Star Wars. Do we know what McClunky means? Does anyone know what McClunky means? You know, I'm sure somebody's... Like, I don't, I don't know if that, that's like... Why like, did George Lucas put that in there? Why? I I think he's just trolling at this point. I, th- I think he's. Just I mean, it like, makes sense. People, yeah, people get annoyed at me for adding things, so I'm just gonna just for fun this time. I'm gonna add a random nonsense word to this yeah. scene for no yeah. reason. I invented a new Star Wars swear just to, like mess with people. Yeah, I I I don't know if it's like if that version of the film has been around long enough for like other canon material to like explain what that word means yet. Right. So I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, because but... like. It's, it hasn't been used, because I, I think it's supposed to be, like, some sort of, like, like a, like a Star Wars swear. I think it's, like, what it's supposed mm-hmm. to be. But, yeah. Like, like we Dank have, Ferric. Like, Dank Ferric or Carabast. Carabast. Yeah. yeah. Or uh, something like that. But, like, yeah, I haven't heard it in any other piece of Star Wars. Other than, like, the re-release of A New Hope that, when, it was, like, the, like, came out, the Disney Plus. The one. Disney Plus version. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, like, 2019 version of of mm-hmm. uh of a new hope so yeah weird yeah weird weird so yeah uh so that was that um and all the other there was a lot of cool stuff at this museum but the other coolest thing was uh they the current like uh rotating exhibit that they have mm-hmm. is uh there's a an exhibit about the films of Leica the stop motion animation studio based in I think they're based in Portland hmm. um, or that area. But uh, yeah, they're the, the animation studio that made Coraline and the Box Trolls and Kubo and the Two Strings and oh, cool. uh, Paranorman and stuff. And I, I love stop motion and I love miniatures. And so this was just the coolest exhibit. It, it was amazing. It's like the being able to like see up close all the like the different character models and the sets and the just the level of detail and the artistry. And they had like yeah. it was cool. They had like it in each each area was like about one of their films. They only made like five movies at this point, I think. Um, so it was split into five different areas and it had different, you know, props and character puppets and, and things from each film. Mm-hmm. And then also each area had a TV that was playing on a loop, a like 10 minute documentary about the making of that thing that they made specifically for this exhibit. So it was like going through like the history of the, of the studio and their work. And it was, That's it was cool. super cool. I love stop motion. It's yeah. it was rad. Did they um, make? Uh, I got my picture with. Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Did they make uh, Nightmare Before Christmas? No, they um because like Coraline and so. the other ones are like they're kind of like spiritual, but like they're supposed to be like kind of almost the same universe kind of thing. At least like no, not, they're very similar. not confirmed, yeah, but like, like implied. Because like yeah, like, so like the character the of like Jack Skellington yeah. in Zero, there are like mm-hmm. uh, corollaries in. The other two of those, like Corpse Bride and Coraline, they're like, mm-hmm. like a tall, lanky person and a dog. Like there's a tall, lanky person mm-hmm. and a dog in all three of those movies, and I think it's like all supposed to be kind yeah. of like, at least a wink mm-hmm. and a nod kind of reference. Sure, sure, yeah. I, I, I'm not aware of that specific like connection. I don't doubt it, but like, yeah, I think it, it would make sense if that connection was there because I think the director of Coraline was Henry Selick, who also directed uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. So it's, it's not the same studio, but it's yeah. it's the same director yeah. i believe so so did danny elfman or not danny elfman uh, tim burton he wrote and produced is that what it uh nightmare yeah yeah he i think yeah, he wrote and produced a nightmare before christmas okay. but it was henry okay. selick was the director so. gotcha i i just um, assumed he wrote directed and produced but 
didn't know Henry Selleck yeah. was. Yeah, Tim, that Tim Burton's name is on it, so everybody yeah. tends to yeah assume that yeah. it's like it's yeah. his thing. But um, it, it's it's interesting that the the thing that people most frequently associate with Tim Burton is not actually something he directed. Like that's <laughs> it's interesting. Um, yeah. yeah, and there was a uh, I think probably my favorite. Like there were there were so many cool things there, but like one of my favorites was uh, the house from Coraline was there, oh, and cool. it's like. It's it's I mean it's it's a miniature, but it's a massive miniature <laughs> because yeah. like so the like the the character models uh, the the puppets that they use are like I don't know like eight inches tall mm-hmm. or something like six to eight inches tall something like that oh, dang, yeah, and yeah, so yeah. the house has to be to scale for those characters so it's like it's a, like the house is as tall as I am so it's a miniature but it's still like big you right, know right right um so that was super cool yeah um and there's also uh. So in Kubo and the Two Strings, um, they had their their largest character ever, which is a like because like Kubo himself is like like six inches tall or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a, a scene where he fights a giant skeleton, and the skeleton's like sixteen feet tall. <laughs> they had it at the museum, like on display. Did they just it's... like use like one of those like Home Depot like Halloween skeletons that people like put on the front line? <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. Oh, like it's awesome. just that but they it's just fun. like put puppet yeah. controls on it it's just one of those <laughs> they, yeah they they, they I, I want to see the museum switch that out one day and be like what, what are you talking about this is the original this is not really the original like I have that in my garage what are you talking about <laughs> that would be a good heist it would be it <laughs> break would be into really the giant good. And, and just like and swap it yeah just swap like, it out like in the Jones, Jones like <laughs> with a 16 foot skeleton <laughs> yeah yeah Sarah really wants one. Like Halloween is Sarah's favorite holiday, and Sarah really wants like mm-hmm. one of those giant skeletons. And uh, uh-huh. we also like separate but related fact. We like eventually want to like whenever we have the money to do so, we wanna, like want to get a property like out in the woods and just like live out in the woods mm-hmm. and like have like a couple acres mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, and I suggested that like when it's not in the front yard for Halloween, uh, we just hide it in the woods somewhere <laughs> and put and uh, put like. Uh, like either shine black lights on it or have like light like, like small little light bulbs in the eyes so that it just like yes. it looks like, like just like a like a demon skeleton just like chilling in the uh incredible the I, and like maybe uh, i've also thought about like putting it on a track so it just kind of slowly moves uh, <laughs> or like shine a light on it once in a while and then turn the light off and then turn the light back on and it's in a different spot yeah it's yeah weeping angel style yes yeah. exactly yeah i I can totally imagine you and Sarah, like, in retirement, just spending all your time just dedicating yourself to being, like, the mysterious, creepy old couple that lives in the, the haunted mansion over we absolutely in the woods. Will be. We absolutely will be. <laughs> and then during Halloween, you could turn it into a haunted house and invite kids yeah, over. Oh, yeah. And, like... Oh, yeah. We would love that. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's right up our alley, for sure. Think of Indiana Jones. There's a new one coming out, isn't there? So what? There's new Indiana Jones, right? Yes. So, yeah. So the, the uh, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, um, supposed to be the last Indiana Jones movie. Allegedly, this um, is it. But the fourth one is also the third one. So I'll believe when I see it. True. True. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah. So that that's that movie's coming out pretty soon. And because of that, um, I the other day revisited uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, which it had been several years since I've watched that movie. Nice. Um, and it is still amazing it's still i think the best indiana jones movie and it's it's just it's so it's so spielberg and it's so just yeah. fun lighthearted adventure and you get 
the relationship between Indy and his dad is great. Sean Connery is amazing, of course. Yeah. And just, man, amazing movie. Yeah, love it's a great movie. movie. I've been meaning to rewatch uh, Temple of Doom one because I don't know if I've ever seen Temple of Doom all the way through. Um, I've never seen it either. I haven't seen it at I think, all, I don't think. I mean, great. I think mom didn't like having it on at the house, so we just never watched it. Like, yeah. 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 Because it's like, it's the goriest it's like the, Kind of the, the darkest, goriest yeah. one. Yeah. Um, but it's Sarah's favorite Indiana Jones movie, and there's a character named Marion in there, and that's like part of the reason why Sarah oh. loves the name Marion so much, is because of oh okay uh, that character in Indiana Jones. So, Rad. okay, that. that's just well, so my daughter. My one. daughter's yeah. partially named after uh, Marion from Indiana Jones. Yeah, well, cool. Yeah, so I yeah, I, I, I do it's definitely that. one that's like yeah, yeah. I need to watch it at some point because I've I've never seen that one because I'm you know I, it's it's like I've heard that it's. Because I saw Kingdom of the Crystal Skull when it came out in theaters. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, it was so in theaters I, and I, I wanted to see it. Yeah. It was exciting. I think we saw it together. Um, but I never watched... Yeah, but I yeah, mm-hmm. uh, but I never watched Temple of Doom because it was, like, always... At least growing up, I felt like it was always talked about as, oh, that's the the kind of the mediocre one. It, mm-hmm. But, like, you know, there there's still things people like about it. Yeah. And uh, Kihui Kwan is in it. Uh, yeah. So that's cool. He was actually he was at the the premiere of the the latest Indiana Jones movie, and there's like should. like pictures of him should. and uh, and and Harrison together. Yeah. Like, yeah. So that's great. Um, yeah. Um, and the other thing I did so went to Seattle, met Greedo, uh, watched Indiana that. Jones: The Last Crusade, loved that. Um, and then I on the plane back from seattle i had my steam deck with me and i played uh i finally finished playing through the wolf among us what is uh, that? which is a it is a narrative adventure game by telltale so if, if you've ever seen like uh the walking dead games oh or, yep, 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 uh, yep like i know that yeah yeah so because i love the walking mm-hmm. dead that's why i know that <laughs> yeah yeah um <clears throat> yeah um so the wolf among us is a game that came out i think like almost 10 years ago at this point i want to say but um okay. It is uh, their, I think it's, other than the Walking Dead series, it's like their most acclaimed game. And it's based on a series of comic books called Fables. Um, mm-hmm. And it's basically like a mystery, noir, drama, thriller sort of uh, story about fairy tale characters. Um, the, the premise is that you play as a Bigby Wolf, who is the big bad wolf, um, in a, a borough, a, a secret hidden borough of New York City called Fable Town. Um, where like fairy tale characters who are like refugees from Europe all live, um, and it's 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 yeah, it's is, super is, interesting. It's a cool is, like, is Lord Farquaad the slumlord of this uh, of, <laughs> of Fable Town? No, he's not. Uh, if only. If <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. well, uh, all, yeah. It, it is. It is very like what if Shrek, but like rated R. <laughs> oh, oh no. Like like Shrek, but set in modern day New York and with an with an M rating, you know. Um, oh but yeah, it's it's very well written. It's it's a super like interesting, compelling story. And uh, I I started playing it forever ago, and it's it's four it's five episodes, and I got through the first four, and then I was I just kind of procrastinated until I finally was like, I need to finish this game, and so I did, and it was great. Um, and they announced so <laughs> Telltale has a whole. Uh, there's a lot of history to this this studio. Um, a few years back, they collapsed. Basically, they went out of business and like fired all of their staff and were like, 
it's it's an infamous story in game dev because like they, basically they like one day they announced like hey in 30 minutes we're gonna have a an all hands on deck meeting uh everybody come in and then they're like uh so the company is uh closing and you have half an hour to evacuate the building like oh my was, goodness yeah it was rough and it was like uh anyway yeah th- there's there's a, a whole lot of you can look that up. There's there's so there's so much I, like yeah. interesting stuff about that story. And wow, it's, it's rough and it sucks. But um, but yeah, they uh, the Wolf Among Us two had been announced uh, before the before they they shut down. Um, and then since they shut down, another company like bought the rights to all Telltale's work, and they've basically created a new Telltale studio that has some of the same people that worked at Telltale before. Um, but it, it's basically a new studio, and they're working on the wolf among us 2 now again it's supposed to come out sometime next year i think they can so, rebuild it um, make it stronger than it was before <laughs> i mean hopefully <laughs> jeez yeah. yeah um if uh, if the foundations yeah. are good we will rebuild this place <laughs> <laughs> what, what is that from <laughs> thor ragnarok <laughs> it's korg <laughs> like right before <laughs> if uh, sarah and i quote that all the time <laughs> the foundations are good we can rebuild this place <laughs> man i need to i need to rewatch that movie i mean that's i feel like thor ragnarok is one of the most rewatchable movies oh yeah, it's like one made. of the only rewatchable marvel movies i think like they're all <laughs> super fun to watch the first time mm-hmm. but then like mm-hmm. it's kind of like i know like a lot of like like marvel kind of like leans on like the, like the plot twist or like the emotional like build up and then like the uh then like it happens you know and yeah. like yeah, yeah. when you know it's happening it just doesn't do it for me anymore but thor ragnarok funny and rewatchable yeah consistently entertaining yeah and f- yeah 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 and, but Very, thor Love and thunder rewatchable. tried to be that too hard and like fell on its face yeah yeah, uh, yeah. I, I didn't love that i didn't love that one yeah. um yeah, Thor Ragnarok very rewatchable. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Guardians movies are, are oh sure, very, sure, sure, sure. very watchable as well. I still need to see the third one. Same that one that one came out recently. Yeah, um, and then uh, Captain America: Civil War and the Winter Soldier. I've watched many times. Winter Soldier is like one of super. I think one of like the best solid movies. Yeah. And Winter Soldier is one of the best like movie movies that Marvel's done. Like it's just oh, yeah, like it, like it's like it feels it's a, very like it's like Born Identity yeah. but like with Captain America instead of Jason Bourne. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. What? It, ugh, love that movie. It's so it's amazing. good. It's so good. Um, and then, and then, Civil War is that, but like also Iron Man and a bunch of other superheroes are there, mm-hmm. and then Spider Man's there, and it's like, yeah, yeah. This is where we first so. saw. It was our first seeing of uh, Spider Man and Black Panther, right? Yes. Yeah. True. Yeah. 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 So, indeed. That's fun. What a movie. Yep. Um, and Ant Man shows up. That's fun. Ant Man. <laughs> Hey, man. Ants. Ants. <laughs> yeah. For those of you that don't know what we're talking about, just look up look up Ant-Man Ants commercial. It's it's just it's a promo they did for the first Ant-Man movie, and it's just uh like, it's just Paul Rudd and Michael Douglas saying ants over and over again, right? Yeah, and like patting their <laughs> like drumming on their knees and saying ants. <laughs> and that's it. For like fifteen seconds and then the ad's over. <laughs> and it's amazing. Uh, Kansas City's Ants. finest. Paul Rudd. You're welcome. Ants. Yeah. Yeah. Paul Rudd and Ted Lasso. The Yeah. The the the, the greatest sons of Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh Oh yeah, and I, I finished Rabel. Ted Lasso. That's another thing I watched. I haven't oh I still watched season three yet. I'm like still yeah. paying for it. 
Sarah and I are canceling Apple TV Plus as soon as we watch Ted Lasso, but it's been like two months we haven't watched Same. Ted Lasso yet. <laughs> so I'm like, Sarah, let's just watch <laughs> yeah. it because we're spending yeah. ten bucks. We're spending ten bucks a month to not watch anything. So uh, yeah. let's watch it. <laughs> yeah, I know. That, I know there are other things on Apple TV Plus that are, are supposed to be good, but just like the only thing that I feel like willing to pay for to watch is uh, Ted Lasso. And, like, and now it's over. I, I really liked season three. I know, I know a lot of people were like not as into season three as they were the first couple seasons, but I thought I thought they ended it really well. It was uh, I it was good. It. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Just... So, um, there's also uh, John Oliver's. Sorry, not John Oliver. Uh, John Stewart's new show is on there. That's I been, that's love pretty good. the problem with John Stewart. The, it's yes, very very good. It's a good show. But one of the, I mean, like most of like the good content that comes out of that show is honestly like the podcast after show that he does. Because it's like oh I haven't I haven't yeah because like he, he so he does I mean it's it's just like a free podcast like I listen to it on Spotify all the time yeah, yeah. um just like this one listen to our podcast um <laughs> but like it's so he like released they released the episode and then like two days later like they released the episode on Apple TV Plus and then two days later they released mm-hmm. a podcast which is him and his producers talking about like their thought process going into the episode and then a long form interview with an expert in the field like of like oh, whatever cool. was going on so like i mean he's interviewed mm-hmm. politicians he interviewed one of my yeah, favorite yeah. ones he uh it was like they did it was something on like finance or like the fed like hiking interest it was like when the fed started hiking interest rates around covid or something mm-hmm. but he interviewed jamie diamond who's the ceo of jp morgan chase and like laid oh. into him like laid into like one of the richest men on the planet. Yeah, and it was like very satisfying to listen to. Yeah, yeah. If you if you want to see a man lay into somebody and just just own them with words, John Stewart's your man while making you, know? you laugh, but also yes. making you think. Oh. We, don't, we don't deserve John Stewart. Don't deserve John Stewart. Stewart. Um, yeah, I uh, yeah, I think I think that show was great. Indeed, indeed, excellent. I I like the the interviews that they they release with like. Uh, They'll often like take the like the interview segments from the show and put them on YouTube and, and yeah, like, like the full so, like, yeah or like the full uncut interview they'll put on YouTube as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, one with like the NRA and like the the like state rep from Oklahoma, where like oh my god, that was yeah. I like I've it's it it's infuriating. I, I, and I've not like, yelled at, <laughs> at my screen more outside a sporting event than like that one. <laughs> like like you. Dumb son of a, no! I just like ugh. it was. It was <laughs> mm, yeah, mm, had words. It's, Oklahoma, it is, what are you doing? Oklahoma, yeah, come it's get very, your boy. Uh, yeah, watching those interviews, it, it's it's very like on the one hand, very like infuriating, frustrating, and on the other hand, very satisfying to like see them like being taken down so like completely and mercilessly. But it's also like it's not going to change anything though i know because yeah it... <laughs> but i think it is you know like i think it, like it has the the ability just because like a journalist and a comedian's like role is to kind of like shine light on like the sketchy stuff that's going on like oh yeah totally like light but i think like, there's like, definitely like, value like, in what they're doing right right yeah. like the light of day is the best disinfectant for a lot of these things mm-hmm. and like i think if it weren't for like people like John Stewart or John Oliver or um, I don't know who else, but like uh, if it weren't for that, like uh, like there were, there wouldn't be like a like grassroots uprising of stuff. And like, we're just seeing like a very, like, like a, a like a, a, a populist kind of like 
like labor centric like uprising in the United States right now. Like 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 mm-hmm. you're not seeing it a lot on like the news, but like it's happening and like a lot of stuff happens yeah. because of the work of people like John Oliver, John Stewart, um and like other, no, yeah, other journalists that oh, I watch a couple like uh like indie journalists like uh watch like breaking points with Chris Winsager um is a really good um independent kind of like left and right kind of show but like they don't take corporate sponsors or anything it's just like it's just like a subscription based thing they like i love it so there's like they're not like they're not uh sponsored by pfizer like abc news usually is or something like that (laughs) oh wow (laughs) (laughs) like this episode of abc news brought to you by pfizer like it's like they they literally like show that like almost like oh no there's just there's just subscript just the subscribers just the listening so like they have nobody that they're like answering to except like the people who are paying the bills and for them, viewers like you viewers thank like you. you thank you yeah <laughs> yeah so corporation for public broadcasting yes <laughs> we love public broadcasting little pbs hey, you want to talk about star wars yeah we should probably talk about star wars <laughs> um, how far are we we are an hour and two minutes into our recording <laughs> and we have you know it's it's a shorter episode it's it's a pretty slight episode but we don't have a ton to talk yeah, about, you know, about. <laughs> yeah there are yeah. there is a, um, there's a new star warsy thing coming out yes right? real quick uh jack you're, you're the gamer tell me about this yes this is a video game thing very excited um so yeah in the past like i think it was about a week ago now um was uh summer games fest uh which is basically the new e3 because e3 died and jeff Keeley uh resurrected it on the internet yeah e3 basically doesn't exist anymore they oh, no. so it, like it, it stopped they had to cancel it the 2021 because of covid uh-huh. obviously and then during the pandemic jeff Keeley, uh who is a games journalist but he's more well known for like hosting events and and things like you know like he's kind of the ryan seacrest of video games interesting <laughs> okay um i can get behind that but yeah he, he uh these days he's known for hosting the game awards and okay. also for uh hosting and, and running uh, summer games fest which is a what he created it during the pandemic as like a basically a replacement for e3 as like well e3's not having this year but we we should have like a we should have a big exciting event to be able to celebrate video Ooh. games and get excited about things and um so he, he like created that and it was an online thing and then it's that's kind of been the thing for the past few years like all the kind of the major companies do their press conferences around this event um rather nice. than e3 which is like uh e3 was canceled this year because so many people pulled out like none of the big studios were going to e3 this year uh so they they just yeah e3 is basically dead now um wow but we but we have summer games fest now which is basically e3 so it's just not necessarily in person like they have some stuff that's in person but it's not like there's not like a show floor like e3 had you know so it's different what you're saying is Um, the technology company didn't pivot technology-wise, during COVID, and somebody else who pivoted better with technology took over. Unprecedented, I know. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, Summer's game, Summer Games just happened, and there was a bunch of uh, press conferences, and, and big old games were announced, and exciting things, and yeah, it was, it was a good time. Um, and one of the games that was uh, officially revealed, we, we knew that there was going to, so this is a Star Wars game, um, that is being created by uh, a studio called Massive, which is owned by Ubisoft. Okay. Um, and uh, we knew that they were going to be making a game, uh, but we didn't know anything about what the game was until 
uh, this summer game fest where they revealed it, and it's called Star Wars Outlaws, mm-hmm. and it is a open world action adventure game where you play as I think a like either a smuggler about or a bounty hunter. So it's kind of like uh, this is to Jedi Fallen Order, like you know, what 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 Jedi are to Jedi Fallen Order. This is to like Han Solo. Yeah. Kind of, so it's, if Han Solo know. got his own video game, but like a new character. I think. basically yeah cool, yeah cool. um yeah so i they they showed a like a cinematic reveal trailer and they showed some gameplay and it looks really good it's, it does look really um good. yeah i mean if, if if nothing else i think all of the the big budget uh star wars games that have come out in recent years since like the disney acquisition mm. um they all nail the look and sound and feel of star wars they all oh, look yeah. really really good oh, like yeah. the the new star wars battlefront games uh, you know as much as people have uh, strong opinions about those games, they look and sound amazing. They look oh, and sound sure. like Star yeah. Wars. You, They're gorgeous. You can't argue against that. Yeah. 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 Um, and the Jedi Fallen Order and Jedi Survivor also both look great. Yeah. It's it's not the original Star Wars Battlefront 2, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nothing, nothing ever will be. No. It's one of the best games of all yeah. time. I love it. <laughs> love it. I love it. I love it. Um, but yeah, this this one similarly looks great. Like visually, it looks it looks stunning and... Um, you know, it looks like a sort of third-person cover shooter with like stealth and uh, some like maybe some light puzzle solving and stuff. And there's like a, a speeder you can get on, and there's like a they showed like a, a chase through the desert, and you can like have like you know while you're on your bike have shootouts and stuff. And it's That's it looks really cool, it looks fun. So I'm that that'll be coming out next year, I believe, and okay. uh, I'm optimistic that it'll be good it looks real good so yeah that's cool probably the same systems as fallen order and survivor yeah this is this is gonna be a a you gotta yeah you gotta fork up some money in order to have a system to play this yeah this is gonna be a it's a big and this is not a switch game fortunately yeah but uh yes there's that and then one other game that is not star wars but i wanted to talk about anyway Mm because it looks amazing is (laughs) starfield starfield so um Starfield. It's a different star thing. It's a star thing, but it's different. <laughs> um, welcome to our new recurring segment, Other Things That Have Star in Them But Aren't Star Wars. Yep. Episode one, Starfield. So <laughs> so this is, this is a game that's been in the works for many years now. They announced it, like, I want to say, like, 2015, 2016, something like that. Okay. Um, this is the latest game from Bethesda Game Studios, who are best known for making the, uh, the Fallout games and Skyrim, uh-huh. The Eldest Rolls. Yeah, those games. But Skyrim is um, fun. Yeah, Skyrim is fun. Um, it speaking of games that have been re-released eight hundred times. Yes, <laughs> Mist yeah. and Skyrim. Yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah I um, like. I have my brother-in-law's Nintendo login on my Switch, and I downloaded his copy of Skyrim. And it's very fun. Excellent. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Adam. Um, but yeah, so it's a. Uh, yes, yeah, so so uh, Starfield is like it's their first like new fictional world that they're they're making a game in in like over 25 years i think because oh, like, wow. like the yeah, the elder scrolls has been around for forever and then fallout they didn't make the first two fallout games but they took the ip with fallout 3 yeah so like fallout is this uh like post-apocalyptic americana mm-hmm. sort of dark comedy setting and then elder scrolls is very much like classic fantasy yeah. um Swords and magic and whatnot, and dragons and things. Very D and D esque. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And then, uh, so then their their next one is called Starfield, and it's a new universe that they made, and it is a uh, science fiction 
space exploration based game. Cool. Um, so it's a first person, well, first person and third person actually. You can play either way, but it's it's a a a role playing game, an action RPG with uh, you can you know build your own character and decide what traits they have. You can have conversations with people and you can have guns and shoot things and get into battles and but it anyway they, they did a like it's coming out later this year and they they for the first time did like this like deep dive into the game uh because before this we had seen like a little bit of gameplay and we've seen some kind of teaser trailers and things and we had a vague idea of what the game was but didn't really have a lot of details about it and so then for this uh, summer games fest presentation that xbox did because xbox owns bethesda their kind of like final thing was a like 45 minute presentation just on starfield Whoa. um and uh i mean i i take everything that bethesda does and says with a grain of salt because they have a <laughs> they have a history of releasing games in broken buggy states um and you know, and then like modders will go in and like fix a lot of the bugs and like add things and change things to make the games better. <laughs> and like, which I appreciate, but also it would be nice if the games came out in in a, a better state. You know, yeah, like, the so game like Fallout seventy six. That'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Fallout seventy six was their most recent game, and that was just famously a, a legendary disaster of a launch. Like really? it, it was broken and awful and critically panned and it wasn't functional and they like were were charging a ton of money for microtransactions and stuff oh and no anyway that you can you can look into that there's it's a whole it's a whole thing um but yeah so so with that that giant asterisk of this is a bethesda game and who knows how it's gonna be at launch um this presentation was amazing it, cool. it this game looks incredible it's like there's so many cool systems. It's such a huge game with so many different things, different options. Like, uh, they've said that, I mean, <laughs> this part makes me a little nervous, but it could be cool, but it could also be, like, bad. Um, they said there's over a thousand planets you can visit in this game. <laughs> Which, I think the majority of them are just, like, planets you can go to that are barren, but you can go and, like, mine for resources on them, that kind of thing. Um, and then there's a handful of planets that have actual content on them, like, written things and civilization and stuff but like still it is like it, it's massive yeah. um like and how big would the map on these planets be like to like explore i mean i i yeah i assume that the planets themselves are not actual planet size would it be like you can like it would like you can just like a settlement and like a radius around a settlement that you can like just kind of like i or, assume that's probably what yeah. it's gonna be yeah yeah not not an actual like <laughs> walk anywhere on this planet this entire planet yeah, yeah no it's like walking, it's probably get like back each to planet is like a city literally like, yeah, like a, yeah. the size of like you know yeah so just like, like star wars like that's all there are on planets it's <laughs> yeah. like, like even yes. in the movies it's like there's like tatooine is mos espa mos eisley and the the lars homestead that is tatooine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 and, yeah. Beggar's and, and Jabba's palace and that's it yeah, and beggars and, yeah yeah yeah, Tatooine actually has a spread. Tatooine for, is for the most fleshed out. Star Wars planet, there's actually a lot of things on yeah. it. Tatooine is probably the most yeah. fleshed out, like, Star Wars planet. Other than yeah. maybe Coruscant. I, 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 like, I like how Cort, like, Coruscant is supposed to be, like, a, you know, a city the size of a planet, but it just sort of feels like, like, New York City-sized city. It does. You know, even though it's supposed to be a planet. Yeah. It's, like, like, it's, it's obviously huge, but it's also, like, but you, have, you know, like, yeah. the way that it's treated is, like, 
it, it, they're treating it like it's, it's just one city and not like a planet of city right there's know? like the jedi temple the senate the senator's apartments and like a couple the back streets <laughs> yeah 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 that's kind of it yeah and yeah. then now um, we get and then it, in like recent years we've gotten like that one like little plaza with like the only like visible sign of like the planet's surface like it's like got this the mountain peak of the highest mountain yes. on Corsa uh-huh. that we saw mm-hmm. we saw it in andor and it was referenced i think in uh one of like the high republic books like it was like one of the opening scenes the high republic books was like there or something yeah but yeah that's yeah. it yep but anyway yeah uh so starfield oh yeah um over a thousand planets you can build your own ships it, it, it there's like a whole Kingdom like, Hearts had that. I'm not impressed. Oh, no, honestly, imagine <laughs> the gummy ship system from from, from Kingdom Hearts, except except the ships are a they don't look like cartoons, but b they're also it's a ship that you can walk around inside of. Mm, you know, and no, like I want a gummy ship. But. You know, <laughs> um, but they're like they're super customizable, and you can make it however like whatever shape you want. You can add different rooms and features to it. You can like make it more maneuverable or, or yeah. like fast and add weapons to it. You can upgrade your warp drive so that you can go further. And you know, someone's going to like recreate it'll... like the Millennium Falcon or the enterprise on these. Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. So very excited for just for that aspect of the game, just being able to build my, like I, the, the, I have this fantasy of just like having my own spaceship, like guardians of the galaxy style of like, you know, the the idea of being able to go anywhere, but also also have my home with me at all times. That's cool. is is just a cool idea. It is, a cool um, idea. you know. So that that that's a fantasy I, I very much am excited to have <laughs> fulfilled by yeah. this game. Um, you should just yeah, you should just, just live that, in an RV. Just, just get an RV. Thing. You know, in in reality, I don't think RVs are as exciting or, or pleasant. <laughs> what, are <you> <laughs> what are you talking about? Same thing. Um, yeah, basically. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Starfield, it looks amazing, and I'm hope I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic that it will be good. And I just what it's an amazing presentation. If if it sounds interesting to you, I definitely recommend watching at least some of this presentation. It's it's yeah. You gotta, oh, it looks yeah, awesome. Yeah, send, I'm, send me a I'm highlight reel. Good. This sounds interesting. I'm not gonna see, I'm not gonna watch yeah, forty five well, minutes of that, but like I'll watch a highlight <laughs> reel. Yeah. Sure, sure, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That looks super cool. I'm excited about that, um, and uh, that's that was Summer Games Fest. I mean, the, I could talk about Summer Games Fest for another hour, but we should move on. Yeah, so. we have we have one small episode of the Clone Wars to talk about. Yes, we do meet some right. cool characters this episode, though. So, indeed, it's fun. Indeed. All right, so I guess are, are we ready to move on to our main segment? Sam? I think so. Um, yeah, we are. All right, so this week's episode was The Clone Wars Season 3, Episode 3, Supply Lines. Sam, where in the timeline does this episode take place? 22 BBY, you know where we are. Come on. 22! BBY! We're going to be in 22 BBY. Big big bad Uh, Actually, just like for like about another month, we'll be in 22 BBY. Cool. Yep. Okay. Okay. Um... So t- uh, the the moral of today's episode was uh, where there's a will, there's a way. Very um, all right, I guess I, I will do the I'll do the, the, the Admiral Yalaran yes. narration thing. Please do. Give me a second. I'm <laughs> my my throat's got stuff. 
Stuff in the we throat. Talk a lot. Okay. Stuff in the throat. Okay. <clears> Number <throat> so three. Supply lines. <laughs> a world under siege. The separatists have launched a massive offensive against the planet Ryloff. A blockade of deadly battleships has cut off any support for the dwindling Republic defenses. Though they have fought valiantly with the help of Twi'lek freedom fighter Chom Syndulla, hope is fading for Jedi Master Dai and his men as the droid army closes in. Dun dun dun. dun, dun, dun. Alright. This is a Jar Jar episode, everybody. This is a Jar Jar <laughs> episode. Buckle up. Oh man, yeah. I <laughs> First Jar Jar episode. I did not expect Yay. this to be a Jar Jar episode. So, uh, <laughs> backstory. So I watched this episode um, while Sarah was making dinner. And so I was also on uh, toddler duty while I was watching this episode. And she was like off like being the energetic spaz that she was today. And so she was just like running laps around the house. And then she like heard me watch something. I was just like on my laptop, on my desk, in uh, my bedroom. And she heard like me like start watching Star Wars. And then she like runs in and goes, hi, daddy. And I'm like, Mary, do you want to watch Star Wars? She goes, Star Wars? And I just pick her up, set her on my lap. And she watched about the first half of the episode with me. And, uh, yeah, she, uh, she had some commentary in the episode that if I remember, I'm going to like share <laughs> Marion's commentary on this episode because it was adorable. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but she, the, the one thing I'll say for starters, when Jar Jar got on screen and started talking, she laughed very hard. She thought Jar Jar was hilarious. <laughs> Excellent. Which is the point. Jar Jar's of, doing his job. Which is the point of Jar Jar. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Okay. Amazing. Shall we? Uh, shall I begin the synopsis? Let's get into that plot. Let's get it. All right. Ryloth has been invaded and blockaded by separatists, and Jedi Master Ima Gundy, weird name, weird weird Star Wars name. Uh, his clone troopers and Twilight Resistance leader Cham Syndulla. That's a name you guys <laughs> should remember. We'll talk about that in a sec. Are hard pressed to Come. maintain. Their positions against the droid army as supplies run low. Master D run makes contact with the Republic relief supply under Admiral Dow. So we got D and Dow uh, in no position to deliver supplies himself. However, as he has fallen under attack himself by a separatist blockade, Dow makes contact with the Jedi Temple, begging that reinforcements be dispatched before his ship is destroyed. Since no other relief forces are close by, the Jedi Council, represented by Yoda, Mace Windu, and Obi-Wan Kenobi, asks Senator Organa, who had just finished a Senate mission, to travel to nearby Toydaria to ask King Katunko, I think? Yes. King Katunko uh, to use the planet as a supply station base. Jar Jar Binks is dispatched to assist him. So, uh, before we get into this first piece of Marian commentary, she saw the Jedi Temple and go, ooh, pretty castle. Oh yeah. yeah, she's like, oh, pretty, pretty castle. castle. I'm like, yeah, yep, Jedi Temple, pretty castle. Great, keep that in mind. Great, love that. Accurate. So anytime I see the Jedi <laughs> Temple now, I'm, I'm gonna think, ooh, pretty castle. <laughs> Excellent. Yes, that's amazing. It's amazing. Um, all right, so a uh, couple things. First of all, uh, Chomsundula, yeah, is a, a an important character in 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 Star Wars. Who this, this is the first time uh, in, chronologically that we that we see him. Indeed. So cool. Um, he yeah. So he's a uh, resistance leader uh, for the Twilight people on Ryloth, mm-hmm. um, and we'll see him several other times throughout the Clone Wars, um, and also in Rebels because his daughter 
uh, is Harrison Dula, who is one of the main characters in Rebels. Yeah. One so, thing I did notice is, uh, what was it, was it last week or the week before? We uh, let me look at there. Last week was Tales of the Jedi. Last week, yeah. So last week we saw our first uh, glimpse of Kanan, and this week right. we see a like we don't see Hera, but we see her dad. We see Kanan, then his yeah. father-in-law. So that's fun. Yeah. Were they were they married? Did they, did they get married? For all <laughs> intents and purposes, I'm going to say yes. Yeah. No. I, I, yeah, I, I, sure. I don't. I, I don't I, think they had like head a, cannon. I can see that. Yeah, yeah. Head, head cannon. I mean, like they were definitely monogamous. So true. We'll leave. Yes. We'll leave it at that. I mean, it's Star Wars. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> yes. Yeah. They had a child. They did have a child. Yeah. Spectre Seven. Right. I wonder if we'll see. Uh, yeah, Spectre Seven in. I would in Ahsoka. like to. I doubt it. Yeah. Because I don't know. I feel like. Dave Filoni likes to, like, get us attached to, like, other pe- other members of, like, characters' families and then just ignore that they exist in new things that he does. <laughs> right? Like, where where was any reference to Satine? Where? None. We didn't get it. So it's like, we're not going to get Jace right. Sindula, I don't think. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Well, anyway. Um, yeah, so, Chomp Sindula. Cool character that we get to see for the first time. This is also the first time uh, chronologically, I think, that we're seeing uh, Ryloth at all. I think so. That's cool. That's yeah, we haven't talked about Ryloth yet. So location, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Ryloth, the home of the Tweedleck or Twi'lek people, both of which are correct pronunciations. I've I've heard. So yeah, like appara- apparently they're both they're both correct. Yeah. Like I think the way they explain it is like it. You know, there are different dialects on the planet of of mm-hmm. people who speak differently, and so there's there's multiple ways of pronouncing yeah. things. So. I like how randomly just the Twi'leks are French. They're just like yes, <laughs> like they just <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, and they're like all like like renegade resistance fighters like like the uh, like the French like I'm get French you get French revolution vi- like... revolutionary vibes from <laughs> yeah from the Sindula family. Yes, absolutely. yeah, and they're ill. Um, yeah, yeah, cool. Anyway, so Organa and Jar Jar love Jar Jar are granted an audience with the king and his council, but negotiations are rendered complicated by the arrival of Lot Dodd, the Senate representative of the Trade Federation sent by Count Dooku, who has caught wind of Organa's mission. Count Dooku. Um, one thing I want to mention before I get further, because I just realized we didn't talk about it. So the uh, the people that they are trying to, like, the Toydaria, the planet of Toydaria, we have seen a Toydarian before in Star Wars. Um, yes. Watto from Star Wars Episodes 1 and 2. Uh, Anakin's slaveholder <laughs> is a Toydarian. <laughs> yes. All right. I got I to gotta talk about this for a second. Because, yeah, first of all, this is the first time in canon we ever see Toydaria. Yeah. Um, and I think, as far as I know, the first time we ever see any Toydarians other than Watto. I think so. Um, which, <laughs> it's hilarious to me that... They get to Toydaria, and they're, like, a, like a kind, compassionate, peaceful people, and the, the king's, like, like compassion and, and uh, empathy is, like, one of the, the you know, the fundamental tenets of our, of our society, of our people. And meanwhile, literally the only other Toydarian <laughs> we've met is a slave owner. Like, I'm a Toydarian. You said I might just not work on me only money. <laughs> That's a really good Watto impression. <laughs> 
That was really good, actually. <laughs> I've been practicing since 98, baby. Come on. <laughs> or 99? 99? Yeah, no, it did. I was like, no, it's, it wasn't out in 98. It was <laughs> I was 99. ahead of my time. I, in kindergarten, that's, was practicing that's, that. That's how you're so good. I know. It's because you've had a head start. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it was, was actually amazing. my idea for that voice. That's why I'm so good at it. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. Impressive. Mm. Mm. Okay, yeah. So, Toyarians are actually cool nice people and not all sleazy not, slave owners not only money <laughs> no you don't no you don't <laughs> oh man anyway okay so where are we uh Dooku got it great Organa and Dooku. Banks stress their humanitarian intentions in the matter but Dodd points out that by agreeing to deliver supplies to Ryloth and the Republic troops, Toydaria, which had who had declared their strict no- neutrality in this war, would be taking sides and thus shatter their principles. After thorough consideration, uh, Katunko officially denies the Republic's the the Republic the right to a base on Toydaria. But afterwards, he secretly meets Organa and Banks and tells them that the humanitarian factor has actually gained his favor. He agrees to load Organa's ship with preliminary supply of provisions if Organa can keep the involvement of Toydaria a secret. Ordara, uh, Organa hits upon the plan to have Jar Jar distract Dodd during a banquet, a task which the Gungan performs with extraordinary skill while Organa supervises the loading of relief supplies. This is a funny right. scene. It's a we stupid gotta, scene. We're talk about it, it is dumb funny <laughs> Star Wars at its <laughs> finest the just the I, I like how this plot summary just like uses half a sentence to be like oh yeah Jar Jar does a thing and distracts them but this is the most like out of left field baffling sequence I love it very much but it's, it's so it's, it's just like I, so, so I, Jar Jar so they're sitting I, I, at I this, never, this I had never seen this episode table. before I had never seen this episode before yeah, yeah. because like when I watched Clone Wars before because there's like a hundred some episodes of Clone Wars and yeah, I, yeah. like, was watching it. I just wanted to, like, power through, just watch the, like, the essential to the plot stuff of Clone yeah, Wars. Yeah. Like, just cut out the filler Which episodes. means you skip the Jar Jar episodes. Which means I skip most of the Jar Jar episodes. Um, just yeah. so I could, like, get through and, like, watch uh, Season 7 as it released. Or, like, right after yeah. it released or something. So I uh, I skipped this. So w- watching this, I was like, what in the actual hell am I watching right now? <laughs> Yeah, so they're they're added they're added so there's there's some Trade Federation people and uh there's the Toydarians and there's Jar Jar and they're sitting at a floating dining table in the middle of this this like multi-windowed glass tower thing and so the their ships are taking off in the background and Jar Jar has to distract the the, the Trade Federation people so they don't see the ships flying away. And so Jar Jar's yeah, it's, idea... It's, it's a very elaborate, hey, look over there. Yes. <laughs> Don't look and this Jar way, Jar's this solution, way. his idea is to get up onto the table, grab everybody's plates, dump off their food, and then do an elaborate juggle dance to create a sculpture out of plates and cups. <laughs> and it's... It's, it's like... I, I, you know, I spend the, the, the first, like, 90% of, of that sequence just, like, what is... What is he doing? What's his plan here? And yeah. then it comes. It's like, oh, that was kind of entertaining and cool. Yeah. Like what? Okay. 
It's like if Jar Jar performed like, BR. That's what Jar Jar is about. Yeah, it's like if Jar Jar performed <laughs> BR. Yeah, it just like stacked all the plates and all this stuff. And it was yes, very gray stuff. Yeah, it's delicious. Yeah, yeah. That's so. Yeah, this <laughs> this is this is this is ideal Jar Jar here. It's him just being weird and doing silly things. Yeah. <laughs> Dumb funny stuff. It was a fun, it's a fun sequence. It's very weird and out of left field, but yeah. that that fits. That fits yeah. Jar Jar. Also, is uh, who's is is Ahmed best voicing Jar Jar or is it not? Because like at sometimes it sounded um, it sounded really good, but other times it was like I don't like it could just be yeah, he yeah. was rusty so, or. Mm-hmm. So I was I was looking at this and I think I, I I would need to look up like the IMDb information for this particular episode, Ooh. but it looks like um. In the Clone Wars, uh, according to Wikipedia, Ahmed Best voiced the character for some episodes of Star Wars The Clone Wars, although B.J. Hughes is credited for a few episodes. So, uh, yeah. Mm. Um, okay. Oh, and also Phil Lamar did some some voicing of, of Jar Jar as well. So, th- I feel like in this one, it did sound like Ahmed Best. It sounded like Jar Jar to me. So, yeah, yeah, I, I would guess that this was Jar-Jar, him in this episode. a couple scenes didn't sound like Jar Jar. Yeah. Which was, I don't know. I don't know. So, I, I second guess. Yeah, so. It was, it was classic oh, Jar Jar, though. Have you uh, heard, like, the story of, like, what happens to Jar Jar after, like, the prequel trilogy? I... Yeah, I think he he like becomes a like a clown or something, right? Yeah, he. Like, so basically, what happens is like after the rise of the empire, everyone kind of realizes that it's Jar Jar fault, Jar Jar's fault that like Palpatine rose oh, to power, no. and he like kind of like becomes uh-huh. a social exile, and just like lives. He's like homeless on the streets of Coruscant, performing like like doing like clown routines to make kids laugh and to like beg for food. And like that's like what ha- like canonically that's what happens to Jar Jar is... after after episode three like in the in the Empire that is incredibly era. depressing it's that super sad so... but like I need to but like okay, it, now I need to know what happens to Jar Jar post like like is he still alive post Return of the Jedi I don't know. and if so is he doing all right I think <laughs> like... I, I think that's the only like mention we ever hear of Jar Jar and I don't remember what it was from like or like where yeah you know what? I'm calling it now. Um, he is gonna show up in Ahsoka. He's he's gonna be the secret villain. Or <laughs> Darth Jar Jar confirmed. Darth Jar Jar theory coming back. Oh yeah. no! Oh, Jack, Jack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, are you looking it up right now? I am. Yeah, I'm looking it up. Seeing where it is. Um, looks like it is. They they talk about it in uh, Star Wars Aftermath: Empire's End, which is a novel. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um. It's the third in the aftermath trilogy. So. Got it. Yeah, because I saw like a like someone like bought the book and like took pictures and uploaded it to like Reddit or something, and that's where I saw it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, like oh, those, okay, those scenes that's sad. cool. And it's just like <laughs> it's kind of like like once you like reckon with the fact that like Jar Jar is a homeless clown, it becomes uh, like a heart. It's like a heartwarming scene in the end, but like mm-hmm. it's you have to kind of like so I was like oh. This is really sad. What happened to Jar Jar? Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Anyway, man, I feel bad for Jar Jar now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, let's move on. <laughs> anyway, anyway, Jar Jar stacks some plates and uh, they get the stuff out. Kind of it. Yeah. 
But yeah, so... Where are we? Meanwhile, the situation in Ryloth is growing more desperate by the hour. And the... Is that where I was? I think. Yep, yeah. that's where I was. Yeah. Meanwhile, the situation on Ryloth is growing more desperate by the hour. And the Republic and Twilight troops are forced to retreat to a safe position. Sindula announces that his people cannot fight any longer, voicing doubts that the Republic will ever aid them. To cover their escape, Master D, Master Die, I don't know, uses a gunship loaded with explosives. Die, Master Die, uses yeah. a gunship loaded with explosives to cut off a mountain pass, leading to their position, forcing the droids down another way where they can be more easily held off. The droids arrive soon and overrun the remaining clone troopers, but just after Captain Keeley is gunned down and Die is heavily wounded, he receives word that a load of supplies is on its way, and he dies content with the knowledge that the Twi'leks will survive. The supplies are dropped in front of Syndulla's convoy, raising cheers and renewing hope. As Organa and Binks are All right, what? hold on. Yeah. I get... <laughs> this is, I it's such to... an intense scene, but, like, out of nowhere. Like, it doesn't need to be intense, but it was. And Okay, but what I need to talk about is the fact that this episode introduces a character named Jedi Master Die, and he dies in the episode he's introduced. <laughs> oh my goodness, he dies! What like, the heck? It, it had been forever since I've seen this episode, and, and I was like, I, so I couldn't remember like if he comes back, but I was like, I don't think this Jedi ever comes back. Did they? Is this a character that they named Jedi Master Die, and he's gonna die, and then he dies? And I was like, <laughs> yes! <laughs> Attaboy, Amazing. Dave. Attaboy, Dave. Way to go. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Dave Filoni. Thank you, Dave. Thank you. Very on the nose. Very Star Wars. Appreciate it. Um, yes. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So, he, yeah, we, like, see... He, like... He dies. And then we just kind of, like, hear on the comlink phone saying, like, supplies are on the way. You guys are gonna be fine. And then... But, like, he's dead. It's just, like... Well, I think it's... It happens the other way around. Like, he hears, like, that the supplies um, are on their way. And then he, like like dies so he he knows before he dies like okay. yes we did it but still we, we saved them still yeah it was a noble death yeah but yeah he he died because he yeah. was you know was, nominative determinism yeah <laughs> uh couple thoughts on jedi master died number one was he the same uh was he the same species of alien as like the pirates from bando season three i think so yeah uh, yeah I, I at least that's what i was guessing yeah um that's what he looks like let me let me look real quick um, and then second thing which you might find when you look this up is i noticed his robes were ornate they had designs on them the only time that jedi masters have designs on their robes is if they have a specific special role at the jedi temple like because uh costa knew she has ornate robes because she's the right. uh, keeper of the archives um Jedi Master Kelleran Beck is in charge of training younglings at the Jedi Temple, and he has ornate Afrofuturistic uh, designs on his thing, on his uh, robe, as we learned when we talked yeah, about yeah. that way back when. Um, but yeah, so I'm curious. Yeah, you're looking. At so that. I'm, <laughs> I'm looking at his uh, page. First of all, he is uh, a uh, Nikto, uh, which it does not look like that's the same uh, species as the the, the pirates. It's a, it's a different okay, um, different species. Of yeah, there, there, there are some there there are uh, some like 
just like a, like the biker gang in uh, the Book of Boba Fett. I think some of them are this species. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's something. But um, uh, <laughs> other thing, um, under the behind the scenes section on his Wikipedia article, um, so his full name is Ima Gun Die. No. And <laughs> no. It's, and Wikipedia says his name pronounced like Ima Gun Die. <laughs> foreshadows his death in the episode are you <laughs> it goes deeper Jack oh, incredible oh I feel so bad for him but also you know what he was a cool Jedi while he was around he, yeah. he got a cool moment this, but... is, this is as on the nose as Darth Tyrannus Darth Sidious Darth Vader which is German for father like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's wow. as on the nose. Also, I learned Incredible. something uh fun this weekend. Um, so there's a I'm probably I mean, this was I heard this in a talk at this like youth conference thing that I went to this weekend. But um <laughs> it was actually a talk given by a guy who graduated from my high school. That's fun. Um I didn't wow. expect to see a Jesuit grad at this thing, but Jesuit class twenty ten represent <laughs> way to go. Tanner, but he like gave this talk and uh he was talking about the hebrew word to know which is yada uh which is kind of also kind of where we get the phrase yada 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 but uh, but like uh like you know yada 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 but also yada uh -huh. can also mean kind of like all-knowing which is where george uh -huh. lucas got the name yoda for jedi oh yoda oh yeah it, it, it sounded a little bit like jedi when you said it but no, no, yeah that makes sense so that's cool y-a-d-a is yada yeah so oh yoda. interesting that's neat yeah so cool. the more you know all-knowing jedi yoda nice. anyway on the nose names rad but we don't all know knowing but, except but do we know, know that palpatine is do we know that i'm a, what was i'm gonna die was he the jedi like temple morgue or something or what was why, why does he have more he doesn't say anything it doesn't say anything about like his his robes or why he was yeah, we, literally all of the information we have about him is from this episode. Okay. And it looks like he's mentioned once in a Rebels episode. Like, Chom's duel mentions him. Mm. But, um, yeah. So, yeah. When are we getting a Disney Plus series all about I'm a gun die? <laughs> Jedi Master yeah. Die. Tales of the Jedi, season two. Come on. All about <laughs> Jedi, Jedi Master, Master die. die. Jedi Master, I'm a gonna die excellent <laughs> yes love it love it all right love it uh all right we're almost done. Yeah, let's finish let's so as organa and binks are bidden farewell by kentuko dodd steps into protest that they have broken the agreement a claim for which organa cheekily demands proof unable to give any dodd storms off fuming and kentuko turns to the senators for the announcement that the that in light of these events Fedaria may be reconsidering her stance on neutrality a news that is greatly that greatly gladdens organa and binks the end. Yay! The end. The end. That's it. That was a good episode. I, I liked the fact that, like, as soon as I, I saw that Jar Jar was in this episode, I was like, not gonna lie, I was kind of dreading it. I was like, I hope this isn't just, like, you know, because as much as I appreciate Jar Jar and, and want to, like, you know, be a, defend a Jar Jar defender, there are definitely times when I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, 
there, there are times it's like when sometimes the, it's yeah, yeah. There, there are times when we're reminded more strongly than others that this is written for seven-year-olds yeah yeah it's <laughs> there it's when there are like jar jar centric episodes when it's like jar jar's the main character yeah. it's like oh, okay all right but but when he's like a side character it's like, this is like in this episode he, he that's that's when he's best i think yeah um yeah yeah i think other than just more bad star wars names the way that this episode makes star wars better <laughs> star wars um is one Watto's an asshole and we get to learn that that's fun that's not <laughs> we learn that he's just he's an outlier he's, an he's outlier. just exceptionally terrible yeah <laughs> so we learned that, uh, but we also get to meet Cham Syndulla and the Twi'leks of Ryloth and the Twi'lek yes. Freedom Fighters. And that kind of like uh, is foreshadowing for some major stuff, both in Clone Wars and in Rebels and presumably Ahsoka as well. Yeah, because uh, um, Hera is going to be. Yeah, in. Hera's coming back. In. Yeah. Yeah. Hera's going to be like a main character like yes yeah yeah played by mary elizabeth elizabeth winstead who is unrecognizable and like (laughs) i mean like it's one of those things where like you know once like i i didn't realize it was her until i like read online that that she was cast as as Hera, and i was like and then i went back and watched the show i was like oh i guess that is her but it's like you know the makeup is is such that like i couldn't i i wouldn't like recognize her just based on looking at her you know right it was like in retrospect, like looking back, it's like, oh yeah, I guess that is her. Yeah, but it's just like very green. Anyway. Very, very green. <laughs> she's very, she's very green and she's got big tentacles on her head. Yeah. So Yeah, it's not like yeah. you can tell that like Zoe Saldana is Gamora, right? It's yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's more of a it's, you it's can't tell that like... uh Karen Gillen is Nebula. It's more like that. Like it was like, Oh, that mm-hmm. is Karen Gillen. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Plus yeah, like the the shape of her head is different yes. than than yes. in reality. Right. So um yeah anyway um but yeah so yeah definitely chomps and doula definitely the, the, the largest like uh addition to the star wars universe that comes from this episode mm-hmm. is we get introduced to him and um he ends up being yeah a really like important and interesting character yeah. and uh he's connected to a lot of other storylines in clone wars including some stuff with um uh, 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 what's his name? <laughs> I can't remember. Oh, what is that? Rogue One Man. Why can't I remember his name? Oh, Sagarera. Uh, Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I couldn't remember Sagarera's name. Lies. Too many Star Wars names. Every day more lies. <laughs> lies. <laughs> lies. Deception. Anyway, oh man, I, I can't wait until we watch Rogue One. <laughs> anyway, um, we've got a long ways to go to get there, we but. Do. Uh, I am. Yes. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah Rogue One is going to be the very last uh, prequel era thing we watch. Rogue One is the end of the prequel era. Yeah, I guess so. Basically, because yeah. it, it is the it is an immediate prequel to New Hope. Like, yeah, I guess. Yeah, it, I guess. Literally ends, speaking, if, if we say prequel minutes. era means anything, anything prequel to the first Star Wars, then yes, this it is, is the final prequel. <laughs> It is the only thing that could be, <laughs> like, unless, nothing else can be the final prequel. Uh, unless there's somehow, like, a, a ten-minute story that's stretched out into a feature-length film, and the ten minutes between uh, the Tantive Four escaping and then getting caught again by Vader. No, I think there actually is, like, 
uh like in the um from a certain point of view there's probably like a short story that takes place like just before yeah. the start of but it's not technically that may, may certain point of view is not technically canon so it isn't i don't think so i thought it was i don't know mm. i thought it was well, anyway i thought it was like uh similar like to star wars, wars visions, what sort of like a visions kind of thing oh yeah yeah sure it may be i don't know I that's what i assumed it was if it is actual canon then maybe i should finish reading it but it's canon in my heart. Okay. I should read it. <laughs> have you not read it? Anyway, I've not. It's been on my to-read list for forever. You bought me my copy um, that I've read a third of. I did. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So. All right. Um, oh, we've got to talk about our... Let's see. Uh, do we have a favorite part? What's your favorite part of this episode, Sam? Um... I mean, I've got mine. Oh man! Then you go first. I'm thinking. I mean, it's it's got to be Jar Jar's interpretive dance sculpture sequence. His plate juggling. Is like, that, is... that whole thing is just baffling and incredible. Yeah, I mean that's probably that's definitely the most memorable scene in the entire episode. From all of Star Wars, from I all of Star Wars, yeah. <laughs> More than Duel of Fates, yeah. Battle of Heroes, yeah, yeah. No, Jar Jar it's... juggling plates. For sure. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. No, I love it. I think that's that's yeah, that's okay. the best part. Sweet. It's gotta be. It's gotta, gotta be. be it. Yeah. So it's Jar Jar Brand. the MVP. Um. I mean, I feel like it's gotta be. I mean, it could be him or it could be I'm a gun die. <laughs> I'm a gun die. He, <laughs> yeah. he dies for the sake of of saving Ryloth. Yeah. So I don't know. Or Watto. It's Just tough. Kidding. <laughs> Wado, who's not in this episode uh yeah i don't know how about i'll t- you take jar jar and i'll take it i'm gonna die and then i'll <laughs> no, those it's, are it's i'm gonna die it's i'm gonna die for sure okay yeah yeah jar jars are, are the runner-up he, he deserves honorable mention yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That. and then i'm gonna die this is literally his only opportunity to be <laughs> mvp so that's true it's only, it's only opportunity to do anything. So yeah. Anyway, um, main character kill count. I don't think anybody killed anybody. There were no that... main characters in this, other than yeah. Yeah, no. there were no main characters. I, don't, I wouldn't. Obi Wan and Yoda were briefly in it, but in base. But yeah. yeah, they were only holograms. No, but we saw them in person. Did we? Okay. Anyway, yeah. But yeah, no, they 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 were just at the Jedi Temple. They they spoke a little, and that was it. Yeah. Um, pretty castle. No Wilhelm scream, as far as I know. Yeah. Um. Oh, by the way, there was there was at least one Wilhelm scream in uh, the Last Crusade, Indiana Jones. That I, that uh, I watched the other day. I, like, I spotted that, so that was nice. Nice. Um, all right. Um, cool. I think so, we did it. It was a fun episode. It was a fun episode. Yeah. Not not like super exceptional, but it was like I mean, it's cool to see Chom for the first time, and yes. it was cool to like. It, 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 the, the whole sequence with Jar Jar distracting, that was fun. And you're just getting to see, like, uh, an episode where, like, Jar Jar was just funny and not annoying was, like, was was definitely good. Yeah. Like, yeah. So. Much appreciated. Yeah, indeed. Jack, what are we watching next week? Uh, next week, we are watching Clone Wars Season 1, Episode 1, Ambush. We're back at season one, episode one. Yeah, the actual first episode. Yeah. Oh, this is a really good, that's a really good episode, isn't that the mm. the one with Yoda and the clones? Yes, Yoda and the three clones. I think, or I think it's yeah. three. 
Yeah. Anyway, it's, but yeah. It's, it's a it's a really good episode for Yoda, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a good first episode for like introducing yeah. the series and introducing the clones. Yeah, it's a good th- so, it's a good thesis statement good. for the whole series. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Yeah. All right. Um. Okay. Actually, well, I think that's it. It's not. We have, oh, we have a voicemail or two. Right. Yeah. Our good, okay. fr- our good friend Jason left us two voicemails about three minutes apart. We're just going to play them back to back. <laughs> Thank you, Jason, for doing that. Hoover Sam, I love the voicemail edition. Uh, two, this is mainly for Count Jackula over here. Jackula. Uh, you know, the reason why you want to keep giving uh, props to Rex is because, you know, in Latin, Rex means king. Mm. So Rex is literally the king of, I mean, not literally the king of Star Wars, but, you know, pretty big deal. So it fits. I think he's literally the king. I would say, yeah. <laughs> I think he's literally the king. I, I, I agree with the sentiment. Yeah. Rex is king in my heart. Yeah, Count Jackula. <laughs> That's me, Count Jackula. Yeah, and I'm That's apparently Hoover over. Sam. Sort of the Hoover Dam. Hoover Sam. I like your nickname better. There's, yours, is, yours is more fun. Yeah, yours rolls off the tongue. I, mean, I like way. mine, but yours rolls off the tongue way easier. Yeah, but Hoover Sam. That's. I feel like I'm a vacuum cleaner. Anyway, let's listen to the other half of Hoover the, Sam. Let's listen to the other half of the voice. All right, here we go. Uh, this is actually a question unrelated to a specific episode, but something overall within Star Wars. Um, I, I understand the order of, you know, Jed, like the Jedi, but, uh, just, just, uh, you know, could you guys go over, you know, the break between Padawan, Jedi... Jedi Knight, uh, you know, being on the council, being Grand Master, you know, you know, all the, all the things. Um, anyways, hope you guys are crushing whichever episode you're currently working on. Thanks, Jason. I do think we did crush Thank this you. episode. We crushed it. We are sure. crushing it. Yeah. Crushed it. Crushed it. Uh, so the breakdown of like from not a Jedi to a Jedi to a master, right? How do, so Jack, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the way it goes is uh, the Jedi sense younglings with, with force capabilities and steal them from their parents and then raise them <laughs> in the temple away from their parents. Um, and they're trained at least during the prequel era by Jedi Master Calhoun Beck as just like a whole class of younglings. Mm. That's when we see like, yeah. uh, uh, how also does some, some how embarrassing. How <laughs> yeah, So that was younglings just all getting trained. And then when they become a Padawan is when they are given, uh, a Jedi who is training them. Right. Yes. So, uh, Ahsoka became a Padawan when she was assigned to Anakin. Yes. Which is interesting that like, 
there's there's the rank of Jedi Master, and then there's the idea of being the master of a Padawan are two separate things. Yes. Yeah. You know, so like, because like, like Ahsoka calls Anakin Master, but he's not famously he's not yeah. granted the rank of Master. Is, he's a knight, which is outrageous. It's unfair. It's unfair. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah so. Uh, a Padawan trains with I'll speak the Jedi. To my father about this. <laughs> is that, Mal- have was that Malfoy? Can... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, he, Anakin gives me Malfoy energy sometimes. He's, you know. But father. Um. Yeah. No. So <laughs> that's that's how Anakin granted his. He got his freedom as he was given a sock. <laughs> <laughs> Glass has granted Annie a sock. sock. Annie Annie is a free elf. Yeah, so the way, no, the real way is so we hear allusions to it. I don't think we've ever seen it in canon. I'm sure it might be in the books because the books like to dive more deeply into stuff. But there is a, there's like the Jedi trials. Like there's some sort of like trial you have to go through from becoming a Padawan become a Jedi Knight, right? Mm-hmm. I think we get allusions to it in um, the Jedi Brotherhood book, which is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, it, like, it kind of gives, one, it gives, like, a, an alternate perspective and telling of Anakin meeting Ahsoka. Um, because in mm-hmm. that book, which I think it's also canon, but it's different than how the Clone Wars movie portrays it, is, um, like, Anakin meets Ahsoka on Coruscant shortly after the war begins, and there's kind of like, they kind of like rush Ahsoka and a handful of other uh, younglings through this ceremony. They kind of like skip the formalities and just like, we need more soldiers. You're going off to war. Here you go. I'm like, good luck. And they just kind of throw Ahsoka at Anakin. So, similar kind of like, very surprising. Just like, but here you go. Here's. But there is, um, that. But yeah, so we see that in Jedi Brotherhood, which is a good book. It kind of more focuses on um, the, you know, like wait, the last conversation before Anakin becomes Darth Vader that Anakin and Obi-Wan have, uh, where Obi-Wan says that business on Kato Nimodia doesn't count. It's, it's, <laughs> it, it's, it's, it doesn't, doesn't, it doesn't count. count but uh, <laughs> that book is the business on Kato Nimodia. Like, it's, that's, that's the that's the story. That's what they should have called the book. Yeah, the business, <laughs> the business on, on Canada, yeah. which does in fact count. Yeah, so <laughs> that's that's that story. So anyway, uh, oh excellent. Yeah, but we don't see any that I've in any of the books I've read of the Jedi trials themselves to become a Jedi Knight, right? Uh, because I know, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, in Episode One, Obi Wan like tells Qui Gon, like, I am ready to face the trials, and like he does, like mm-hmm. he tells, and then. He says to Anakin that Anakin was ready to face the trials. Anakin, the start of episode two or something. Um, but I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, it's there's also like um in in uh season the season five finale with uh, Ahsoka is like you know kicked off kicked out of the Jedi and then invited back in. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're they're talking to her when they're like inviting her back into the Jedi, and she they're like, "This was actually your trial. We see that now." Like so, I think. I, I wonder if, like, I mean, it sounds like there is a formal, like, the trials, but it sounds like maybe sometimes there are, are cases where it's, like, they recognize some other ordeal or, like, 
challenge that somebody goes through naturally as being like this was your trial that kind of yeah. thing i don't know if maybe this was the only instance of that happening or if that's like a yeah. a semi-regular thing but right then maybe yeah. episode two was just anakin's trial you know yeah maybe I mean, yeah, he he, he uh, lost his hand and uh, was there for the start of a war. Yeah, I think that's a trial. But he, uh, yeah, he, also his mom died. His mom died. He fought a Sith Lord and lived to tell the tale. That's true. That's pretty big. True. His hand didn't live. Yeah. He knocked up. <laughs> he knocked up Padme. That's something. No, not that soon. <laughs> Wow! I mean, yeah, actually, what a try. <laughs> it, uh, it didn't happen then. No, because that was twenty-two BBY, and yeah. episode three. Later, yeah, because yeah, they, they don't find out that. Yeah, they don't find out that for, for another three years. Later. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so, but what? What a tri- what, what a trial! trial. <laughs> that's that's Padme's trial was labor. Yeah, she did not pass. That's that I. Oh no. <laughs> She passed. She just, you know, that was it for her. She died of the big sad, Jack. She... Oh no, not the big sad. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, so uh, Jedi are, are brought in, um, and then they're they're trained, they're raised and trained as younglings, and then they're assigned a Jedi Master to be a Padawan. That's the next thing, and then they go through the trials and they become a Jedi Knight, and then ostensibly at a certain point they are. I guess which when they're recognized as as being an exceptional Jedi who's like mastered all the the skills they need to, then they are granted the rank of master. Yeah, um, I wonder if it's and, once they've finished training a, a Jedi Padawan. Maybe because well, no, because Obi Wan was on the council and was still training it. No, he wasn't training Anakin. He was on the council in Episode Three. Was he on it in two? I don't think he was. He, he's on it during the Clone Wars. Yeah, but it, but not during Attack of the Clones. Uh, I guess not. Maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, anyway, uh, someone should correct us on that. Sorry, I'm not going to look it up. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that's that's that. Yeah. So you become a master maybe once you finish training a Jedi, or you are put on the council, unless or you're not. Anakin. Unless you're Anakin, because they just wanted to be an asshole to Anakin. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no. Because it's outrageous. It's unfair. it's unfair. Yeah. No. My father will hear yeah. about this. My father will hear about this. Oh, my father. Um, no. Yeah. Uh, the, the novelization definitely handles that scene a lot better and kind of, like, gives the reasoning. Oh, yeah. Why, yeah. It gives the reasoning why, but, like... Like it explains much better why the uh, council didn't give Anakin the rank of master. One, because they saw his kind of like rising arrogance. Um, but also, it was it got much more into the political intrigue of like the tension between the council and Palpatine. Um, and like they didn't trust Palpatine, but they assumed that somebody working under Palpatine was a Sith Lord. And, but they like did, it didn't even cross the radar that like Palpatine could be the Sith Lord until like Anakin told Mace that it was old Sheev. Um, so old Sheev, good old Sheev, Sheev Palpy Palps. Yeah, so I don't know. That's all I got. 
Good question, Jason. Thank nope. you. Yeah, thanks, thanks for, again for calling, Jason. It's always, yeah. it's always great to have you as our our, our uh, most frequent voicemailer and and basically like the the most frequent guest on our show. For sure, despite not being an actual guest. Yeah, which you should you should you should come come around sometime. Yeah, which I mean, we did ask you a couple episodes ago to be like to tell us which episode you want to be on, but that by at the time of this recording, that episode is not released yet. So yeah. So- <laughs> Yeah, come on. I think, You'll find out eventually. Yeah, You'll find I, out later. I think it's the next one that's going to be released, which I think is episode ten, because mm-hmm. we're recording twelve yeah. now. But nine was just released mm-hmm. over the weekend, so yeah, yeah. I got got a little behind on the the edits. It's and all good. Just we we expected this for the summer. So travel and and things. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, you know yeah. The, yeah. the 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 concept of therapy doesn't pay very well. I'll tell you that. <sighs> Yeah. Yeah. So true. So we had to dial back our editing schedule because <laughs> they only paid us for yeah. so much. We are we're grateful your for your sponsorship therapy. But um Yeah. Could, credits will do fine. Credits will. If you would <laughs> No. They won't. All, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well well thanks again uh for that voicemail. If you would like to join in the discussion, leave a voicemail for us at five one two eight five zero six six five three. And we might feature your comments slash questions slash concerns slash etc. on the podcast. We might. We might. We, it's, it's possible. Possible. Only if we like you. Only if we like you. I mean, we haven't not played one yet. Well, I think there's a couple of Jasons that we didn't play. But he told us not to. <laughs> and also, it's kind of just like a ram. Like, Jason, I love you. Some of them were just kind of just rambly. Just like, I don't, I think you just got excited and called as soon as you finished. <laughs> I didn't have anything to say. You were just like, this is great. Love you guys. I'm like, cool. I can put in the podcast, but I appreciate it. You know it. what? I appreciate the participation regardless. Yeah. Appreciate the enthusiasm. Yeah. Your enthusiasm is noted and appreciated. Yeah. But, All right. Yeah. I think that's it. All right. Well, yeah. Again, next time, uh, join us when we will be talking about The Clone Wars Season 1, Episode 1, Ambush. Yeah. Great episode. And yeah. Yeah. Jack, I think this is the first episode in a long time that we didn't talk about Tears of the Kingdom. True, true. Wow. Yeah, end of the era. I, I've I've been I've been taking a little break from Tears of the Kingdom for a bit. I like I finished the story and then I like haven't played much of it for a bit. But like yeah. I I've got dozens of hours more of of what of which I can play. Mm-hmm. It's just I'm I'm like I'm gonna take a little break for a bit and play some other things because sure. <laughs> it could consume my life. Yeah, but um, yeah, yeah I still haven't finished the story yet. But like I think I just need to go for it. I think it's just the final boss is all way done. Yeah. So I've gotten all five stages. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to get cool. more cards containers. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So that's that. Okay. I should hang up now. All right. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. It's been great. Yeah. See you next time. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Bye. Star Wars. All right. Cut the chatter. Roger, Roger. <laughs>